0: We're on the air.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> is that my Bessie in a Tessie?
2: Beep, beep, is that my Bessie in a Tessie? I, I saw Boo Boo coming to my work the other day and that's how I greeted her.
0: <laughs> and everyone else in the shop was just like, who are those people? <laughs>
2: um Hi, Bestie. Hi, Bestie.
0: Happy Saturday. Thank you. Or to I feel like I always say, oh we're recording on a Sunday, we're recording on a Saturday, but then it goes up on a Wednesday and by then it's like...
2: Do you know why? Mondays is supposed to be our posting day, but a lot of the time nowadays I'll be working like quite late on a Monday and I'll get home and I'll literally just fall asleep.
0: It's fine, it's alright. It just it goes up when it goes up. Yeah, but I mean, take
2: what you're given. We're... this is literally free content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> if you don't know what we're on about, there's this <laughs> clip that's been going around of Alyssa Edwards on TikTok from when she was on All Stars. Yeah, and she says to Alaska, I'll have my cl- cleft notes. Cleft notes, and Alaska goes,
0: it's Cliff Note." Cliff. The person's name is Cliff, and she
2: goes, Who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes. I read them. They're books, and she goes, "Yes, exactly." <laughs> and we keep saying it. Jodie's on really
0: Jodie's on her. Um, you know when you... yes exactly era.
2: Yeah, you know when like <laughs> something really makes you laugh and you can't stop saying it.
0: Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I do that a like, lot all the time.
2: That's actually just what our entire friendship is. Shall we?
0: Um, shall we cheers our coffee?
2: Is this a thing we do now? Sure, why not? Because we've done this a lot. Wasn't very nice have either.
0: a uh, well, I'd strongly recommend anybody have a coffee and have a coffee with us.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> almost snotted everywhere.
2: Right, today
0: I laughed up my nose. Snotted <laughs> <nearly> went everywhere.
2: <laughs> today we are doing the true crime off, but there's a few things I want to talk about. Obviously we're gonna do our favourite things, but I wanna talk about the friend of me thing.
0: Okay. Because... Do, should we do should we do tweets and things first? Yeah. Do you want? Do you, what? What has been your favourite thing this week, Jodie? Oh, we didn't
2: about? think first. Yeah, go for My it. My favourite thing this week is I'm reading a book called "Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race." Yes, written by, is it Rennie? Rennie Edo Lodge. It's fantastic. It's really sad. It's a true. St- it's not a true story. It's like a <laughs> non-fiction book. Yeah, and it basically talks about, basically. <sighs> There's a lot about racism in Britain, because I feel like everyone knows about, like, the racism, the history of, like, black people in America, but we're not as educated on how black people came to England and everything. What, like, the Windrush generation? Yeah, and, yeah, and the history of, like, black people in Britain and what they achieved and, like, it's just really interesting. It's also really sad, obviously, because obviously black people go through absolute hell, but it's just really eye-opening and I was, I've been reading it. And it's, like, written... If you haven't read it and you're, like, intimidating because you're like, oh, it's a non-fiction book about race, it's going to be really, like, you know, wordy or, like, hard to read. It's written really... It's really easy to understand. Yeah. So it's its a really easy read. Not easy emotionally, but, you know, practically But it's it is. not
0: it's not, like, a, it's not full of difficult words.
2: Yeah, it's, like... It, and it's interesting, like... Not that the topic's not interesting anyway, but she writes in a really engaging way, Poor and it, it's just like, I, I feel like I can't put it down. I have to put it down because I have to go to sleep. But, You know, <laughs> it's really good. i I've not completely to, finished um, it. I'm only seventy eight percent of the way through it, but I really want to talk about it
0: because you're reading it on a Kindle app.
2: Don't I bought it before I stopped?
0: Before you supporting stopped supporting Amazon. Before you stopped f- feeding Jeff yeah. Jeff's wallet.
2: And I, and then I just I started it and never and i just pause it for ages because you know you just get distracted when you read a book and then you read about 10 others.
0: Yeah. That's no. what happens. No. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> okay. I, get how long I read I...
2: like 10 books at a time. I've or... been
0: reading Call Me By Your Name for like
2: I know. A year. I've been begging you to finish it. <laughs> that book. I think i've read that book in 2 days. I believe you. But um did you yeah. know that
0: uh i think it's John F Kennedy he used to be able to read like 20 newspapers in like an hour or something? I don't remember the exact statistic, let me look it up. But I, I remember seeing the statistic that um, he could read newspapers like extremely quickly.
2: Hmm. Yes,
3: yeah, exactly.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, um, I am that...
2: a fast reader. I can read very fast. I once read um, Perk's Been a Wallflower in an Afternoon.
0: Kennedy was a proponent of speed reading, encouraging his staff to take lessons and he suggested in an interview that he had a reading speed of one thousand two hundred words per minute.
2: <coughs> or he just read the cleft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yes, exactly. Yes, exactly No, but
0: like I remember seeing I remember it being like he could read like whole newspapers in like tw- like ten newspapers in like twenty minutes or something crazy.
2: Well I think everyone should go read this book. But
0: what? now he's dead, so yeah look where that got me got him
2: exactly <laughs> no honestly go and read that book it's really eye opening like if you're interested in as you i think everyone should be interested in racism at the moment because i feel like a lot of people are of the opinion that like yeah, well, it's, it's dying it's, down or going away and it's like when you read the facts and the statistics it's crazy
0: it's fully not going anywhere yeah and it's also like it's
2: like entrenched in the system
0: well speaking of that did you hear about those, um, I don't, um, are they England cricketers? Let me have a look.
2: Ben watches cricket, so I've heard, like, bits and pieces.
0: Well, I heard it on, because when I'm at work, we have, um, like, an Amazon Echo going in the office that plays the radio. Not Amazon. So p- people are always like, Alexa. Oh, 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 Stop I, triggering I, I, people. I don't mean to, like. <laughs> she
2: just triggered your own. You to the public Wi-Fi. I hate that Alexa. I know.
3: Um. <laughs>
0: Section in your
2: Alexa
3: shut up Brenda
0: <laughs> the one at work people always ask her to play like greatest hits radio or like kistery or something oh god i hate um, to work in that environment <laughs> on, the, on the news the other day we're saying about um, some cricket players who have got in trouble or hot water for like having racist and sexist uh, tweets and things um, I think most of them have been oh, sort ben of oh Ben
2: was talking about that to me he said that one of the players got
0: and yeah, banned. well, they've taken they've taken action against um, against them, saying we want cricket to be inclusive, welcoming to all, and there's no place for discrimination. But it's also like whenever people talk about racism, they're always like, they always have this sort of view of well, anybody who's racist is from a previous generation, mm-hmm. and they're always they always make the argument of oh well, that's it was different in those days. Mm-hmm. But it's like these tweets that these cricketers are coming out with were, like, their tweets, you know what I mean? That yeah. means they were said in the modern age. Yeah. They're not from yeah the 1960s. They yeah. were from, like, 2012. Yeah. Which is, like, ni- mm-hmm. it's nine years ago, but it's not, like...
2: Yeah.
0: It's not forever ago.
2: Yeah. I think... If- 2012
0: wasn't a different time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Racism, you know.
2: I think um you should read this book. It's really good. You'll if-
0: have to borrow it, me.
2: Well, it's an e-book. An e-book? How can I...
0: The only lend co- it to you honey the only type of i the only type of e that i do is a small round little pill
2: you're a liar <laughs> no honestly um i can't lend it to you else i would because it's on my phone oh yeah okay fair so, enough so um maybe i should just
0: like buy it go
2: on apple books and buy it <laughs> it's really good and um it was just there was a bit where she was talking about the the obstacles that black people face at every stage in their life like black kids and like I think it's like two or three times more likely to get expelled from school. Black kids or people with like ethnic sounding names are more likely to be marked lower for their work in school. What? Yeah. Like all this sort of stuff at every stage. She's like, and if they make it to the next stage regardless of this, then they've got to contend with this. I know that then I they've like, got to contend with this. I
0: know that when um a lot of people sort of emigrate here, they sort of get given like a an English name, if you like. Mm-hmm. so like if they come from like a, an African country they'll obviously have like their Af- their original African name but then when they're here they'll call themselves Fred or mm-hmm. Tom or something they'll they'll have like an English name mm-hmm. so I, I understand what you mean by that but mm-hmm. I mean surely seeing somebody's name on a paper and then on, like, on an yeah. exam paper and then being like well
2: I don't even they think... They got all the
0: answers right, but just because their names...
2: Yeah, I think it's, like, essay stuff. Like, if you write an essay and then mark it, if they see your name... This is where, like, anonymous marking comes in handy. If they see your name and it looks foreign, you're more likely to get marked lower. Hmm. Or if it sounds black, I don't know. But yeah. this book was, like, crazy. Like, the things... The statistics and the things she was saying in it, I was like... I can't even imagine... Like, obviously, we all know racism's a thing, but even like not the outright stuff she's like sometimes she said something like i'm more comfortable with people who are outright racist because at least they're honest with it because there's like things that are like you know racism. rather than
0: people being racist behind your back sort yeah of thing.
2: it's like there's things that are like in the systems it's just entrenched it's so weird. like there is this study that she spoke about because she first this first half of the book or the first bit of the book she goes through like the history of black people coming to Britain. And there was this study done in like the 60s or something. I can't remember when. And this lady, this was when they were calling mixed-race children half-caste, which you shouldn't say, by the way, if you're listening. Some people still don't know that.
0: Yeah, for for, for reference, Jodie did put air quotes around that, those yeah. two words. <laughs>
2: um, But she, she was like, they did a study on them because they called them wretched children whose lives had been ruined by, like, the white parent getting with the black parent because now their life would be... Because <laughs> they know that racism a thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, well, you've ruined your child's life now. Not we're the problem for being racist, it's you're the problem. Was it like making... an old study? Yeah oh right okay this was from like, a different from a right, different it was from a different song. from
0: a different generation but yeah, yeah.
2: It's yes closer. exactly yeah exactly but yeah it's really interesting please go and read it okie doke I can I cannot recommend it enough it will make you it'll open your if you're not black it will open or like you know of color it you'll open your eyes and you'll say what the fuck <laughs> brother not brother <laughs> bro
3: bro <Brother. laughs> love there you go <laughs> we got there
0: in the end
2: so, yeah, that's my favourite thing this week.
0: Wunderbar. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. You've got gummy bear earrings on. Mm-hmm. And one's red and one's green, and they're delightful. Do I you keep know looking at
2: them. Because I had a red pair, and, or a green pair, and Ben lost one and <gasps> he cleaned our room, so he had to buy me another pair, so now I'll mix and match them. What a bastard. Yeah, they're cool, aren't they? They look they real. Huh? They look real, don't they? Yeah,
0: yeah. They're very nice. Could you chew it? <laughs> they They remind me of um, Do you remember on iCarly when she had that gummy bear chandelier? Chandelier they're caught
2: on fire. <laughs> do yeah, I, <laughs> I? Do I remember? I need to stop saying that. It's you so a... really say.
0: Oh my word! Can't watch. What can't you really say? Anyway, <laughs> let me take that off.
2: Right. What's your favourite thing?
0: Um. Let me think. My favourite thing this week. Well, we've been watching um, Twenty Four. W- what was that my favourite thing last week?
2: <laughs> I don't think it was your favourite thing. You mentioned it, though. we've been
0: watching. We've started season two of Twenty Four. I didn't really like the f- the first series. The first like half of it was like pretty boring. I wasn't really what, paying attention, and then towards the end it got a bit a bit more high an- a higher octane action thriller. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good to be fair. Um, and we've started season two now. And but, but what I like about it as well is that the start of every episode is like, previously on 24. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, even if I miss an episode, I know what's going on.
2: It's the Cleft's notes of it. <laughs> exactly, I get the Cleft's notes at the beginning. What's the premise? Um, I can't know, it's like supposed to be the 24 hours <coughs> of the day. So every yeah. episode's like an hour. Every episode's an premise.
0: hour. So like at the beginning it says, he comes on and he's like, the events in this episode take place between 8am and 9am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the, but like, what like is in the real premise time. of the show? What's um, the... Well, on the first series, there's like a, a threat. This guy's running for president, and um, there's like a threat to his life, and they've got to find the people who are like plotting to kill the n- potentially next president. Um, and the one <coughs> that we're watching at the minute, um, it's well, it's all based around like counter-terrorism attacks, sort of thing. So it's always like in this one, in the series two, there's like a nuclear bomb. Somewhere in Los Angeles, and they've got to find <laughs> Do you it. Know
2: what that reminds me of you know in Icarly where <laughs> a like, nuclear bomb. No, the Los Angeles thing where he's like, you know, in the Icarly episode where Sam and Freddie finally get together, one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> and um, fucking Jim Parsons in whatever his name's in it, and he's like, the LA will fall yeah. into the ocean.
0: The entire state of California, California. Ka-plunk, kaplunk, straight in the ocean. <laughs> and
2: then Kibby goes, those poor celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those poor celebrities. Ka-plunk. Ka-plunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I would say that's been my favourite thing this week. Mm-hmm. Watch it starting Series 2 of 24 using your Disney Plus account.
2: Yeah. Look that you're getting the use out of that. That reminds me. Of
0: if you if you cancel your Disney Plus account, <laughs> yeah. it's homophobic. Okay. Cause Not on Pride Month. Not in Pride. You can do it in July. That's how
2: I do my uh, community service for the gays in Pride Month. I just let Joe use my Disney Plus account.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, speaking that of that reminds me that corporate Pride.
2: Before you get onto that, oh. Vampire Diaries. I'm still on season two. Because, do you know what? I'm really not enjoying it. I don't know oh. why I'm still watching it.
0: Turn it off then.
2: I'm still watching it because I was like, I really want Alayla and Damon to get together. And then I realised they don't get together until season four. And I was like, I really just truly cannot, cannot do this to myself. It's so like... When you just watch season all, four I, all then? I, all I want, they keep getting like couples together and they're like, nearly, these two people will nearly get together. And then something will happen and they'll say, no, we can't do this. There's bigger problems. Like, we can't get together because of this, this and that. And I'm like, I just want to watch... <laughs> Sexy vampires. sexy vampires kiss each other,
0: bite and, each other, and
2: now you just like, it's all too tragic. And you just like start across lovers, and no one could be together. And I'm like, I just want to watch you literally fuck.
0: I miss the good old days when vampires lived in a castle and slept in coffins. Yeah, do you?
2: Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least in before Twilight, they were hot,
0: before they were hot and everything got complicated.
2: At least in Twilight, there was like a bit of kissing going on,
0: and the CGI baby.
2: I was lying in bed last night thinking about that CGI baby. I was like, why did they do that? <laughs> anyway, Yeah, basically I'm just really not enjoying vampire diaries and I
0: You know you have the free will to just stop watching. Last at any night point. I was like, you know right. what?
2: I'm I'm just here to watch Elena and Damon get together. So do you know what I did? I went on YouTube and I typed in Elena and Damon get together. First time, and just watched the clip, <laughs> and you know what? I was so underwhelmed. I was like, I really. I'm glad I didn't watch I'm series so glad two. two three i didn't... And four Yeah. To get to that point. Anyway, what were you going to say about corporate pride?
0: Oh, it's well, obviously because it's Pride Month, and we had the discussion last week ago about corporate pride. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to um, we went to Mark earlier today. Pride and Mark. And I, and I was looking at I was looking at their their Pride stuff.
2: It's so ugly, isn't it? <laughs> it's so Oh, oh, I was wait. in there the other day, and I was like, "That's homophobic. That's just literally homophobic." Have
0: you seen those TikToks where someone's like, "I'd rather you just call me a slur"? Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Chris Clemens, you know who he is, that like YouTuber. No. He's friends with Christine Sedelka. Okay. But anyway, he did a video.
0: Is he there. the? Is he the? Is he Chris no. of Vine? Uh, no. Okay.
2: Um, I'll show you him. your trash hat. You'll know who he is.
0: Um, but when we was at when we were at Pride, they had the uh, Pride. When we were at Primark, they had these um, t shirts that were like uh, rainbow coloured, but like a faded gradient from like red, red at the top, and then fade to orange, and then you know all the way down. And on the front, in black, horrendous font, was um, the only choice I made was to be myself or something. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I this, didn't make that choice. Like, Chief, this ain't it. Do
2: you recognise him?
0: Uh, yeah, I, re- I recognise Chris. Anyway, Chris, Chris Clemens. Chris Clemens.
2: Anyway, he did a video where he. R- <laughs> he ranked, like, pride designs off, like, Amazon or Target or Walmart. And then, like, he put. You know, when people tear stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was like. The, the bottom tier was called Millie Get the Keys.
0: <laughs> Millie? As in Millie, Millie Bobby Brown?
1: As in,
2: yeah, as in Millie Bobby Brown running <laughs> over gay people. The middle tier was like, it's feeling a bit homophobic in here. Or Millie something. Bobby Brown is a Top flat Top tier earfer, was like, gay rights. <laughs> yeah, I'm what you call a flat earther. And then she oh. starts singing. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Anyway, it was really good. It's funny, you should watch it, but. Oh, my God, corporate Pride work. Yeah. So, some companies, they'll have their, like, their Pride logo, but then if it's like the Russian Twitter account, yeah. no Pride logo.
0: There was, um, did you see that one about, I think it was Mortal Kombat had changed their logo. No. It was like the Mortal Kombat dragon logo, and they'd put like the Pride colours behind it, mm-hmm. and someone screenshotted it and put finish they slash them. <laughs> I think I'm
2: seen that, actually. <laughs> That, that brings us on to our favourite tweets, actually. Nice segue.
0: Oh.
2: This um. is my favourite tweet. At <laughs> DisXPic tweeted, Adele was right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello
3: from the outside.
0: Just hello. Oh, do you remember when she was on um, Carpool Karaoke? Yes. With James Corden. i watched
2: that video a million and times. And at
0: the beginning he's on the phone and he's like, hello. It's me. Hello from the outside. Yeah.
2: People hate James Corden. I hate James Corden. I have a soft spot for him because I love Gavin Stacey. Yeah, me
0: too. But But I understand that he's in everything for no good reason. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, My tweet this week comes from at how would you how would you pronounce that surname? Y a h r yar
2: yar
0: yar (laughs) ben yar (laughs) and uh, it's a, a meme of um. A guy reading a book. It says how to have a clean house. Mm -hmm. And then he reads the book and it says (laughs) clean your house. And he's crying. I've seen that. (laughs) Me. Me. Go into my kitchen and look at how dirty it is. Go into
2: my bedroom. You'll want to set it on fire. I always say to Ben.
0: I refuse to go anywhere near your
2: bedroom. I say to Ben all the time. He's like we need to clean. And I'm like shall we just set it on fire and start
0: again. Uh, I want
2: to clean. We
0: were up this morning at like half past eight. And um, we were sat um, watching telly. And before we went, we've been to town today. Um, but before we like got ready and to go into town, I said to Adam, I was like, "Should we have, should we have a tidy up today?" And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> have you had one? Not really. <laughs> He's tidied half the kitchen, yeah. and then like I asked him to change the bed sheets earlier, but we haven't really done much other than that.
2: Still more than I've done. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> I clean Levi's, but I get paid for that. So.
0: Oh, right. Well, that's different. You don't get paid to clean your own house. No, so I, I don't. Do it. So why would I? <laughs> um, Plus, it's not even your house.
2: Yeah, but it's my bedroom with Ben, and like it's an it's all my shit. Ben doesn't own things. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Ben has like three outfits. Like <laughs> and they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't like own things, so it's all my shit. I yeah. can't even blame him.
0: Oh. We're having a barbecue tomorrow. Oh, you're having a barbecue yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you better Love. come. I will come.
2: It's Pride Month. So <laughs> what that's got <laughs> so, to do with So it. what,
0: we're going to have rainbow sausages or something?
2: Oh, Ben's like, do I need to get vegan meat for Joe and Adam? Vegan meat. Well, like meat tofu. stuff.
0: Tofu. Um, yeah, go for it, why not? But, I mean, we class ourselves as flexitarians.
2: Well, you flexed today when I gave you a chicken nugget. Were you
0: flexing tomorrow as well? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, go for it. Why not?
2: I'm excited. But I really do you want us to bring anything? Only if you want to bring something. Okay. You don't need to, like, bring something for everyone. If you want to bring something for you, you can do. Okay.
0: But, I mean, when like, we went to... Like, bring your
2: own alcohol if you're drinking.
0: Well... I probably won't be have be
2: BYOB bring your own booze. We've got
0: some copperbergs in the fridge that I can bring. Yeah. Um but I won't be getting twisted because obviously we'll have to drive twisted. back. Um but when we were at um Eleanor's the other day getting, you did get twisted, getting twisted off home. getting twisted off pims which that was
2: literally just you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like Eleanor started to resent me after a while because I was just like <laughs> whole I would like drink my cup and then I'd be like El Go and get the bottle and like make some more pims because I don't even
2: like it. That I'm much.
0: continuing. I was the only one drinking yeah, it.
2: Yeah, you were. <laughs> she put like mint leaves in it, so they were. That was like they're like furry leaves. Yeah. it's kind of gross.
0: Yeah, they 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 no offence uh, all. <laughs> they were gross when they got on your tongue. I
2: mean, I appreciate the time and effort she put into making the pims.
0: No, I thought it was it was like, if anything, too nice.
2: Yeah, because he was driving home and he had like five.
0: Yeah. And... <laughs> i was like stop did you i had more i probably had more than five give me
2: your keys
0: but i wasn't like blind drunk i was just like getting giddy
2: you still shouldn't be beyond the wheel babs i agree
0: i agree um but we got into the car and i was taking james home as well because he got me a, he, he had to give me my birthday present and we got into the car and as we pulled off eleanor's drive he was like are you okay and i was like yeah i'm fine and then, I, as we were going down the hill, I went like, with <laughs> no, my steering wheel, and he was like, Whoa. "Oh my god!" And then we started laughing because do you remember when me and James both got our first cars like around about the same sort of time? Yeah. And if we went to like a Weatherspoons or something, and we parked on, the, if we went to Weatherspoons in Aldridge and we parked on the Morrison's car park i would do that thing where like if james was following us out of the car park i would like slam my brakes yeah. on or like, yeah. i would drive like at two miles an hour yeah. on like a country lane if they were stuck behind yeah.
2: us james used to really make me laugh because when he was driving before the rest of us and he used to give us lifts everywhere he'd always pretend to forget how to drive yeah and he'd be like what button do i press yeah. <laughs> what <like>, button <laughs> james is so funny
0: i agree and um, because you said because when we were at el's the other day and you said like how come you and you like how come i me and james don't ever hang out just on our own i was like that's a good point i don't know the only put po- you're the only one that i really hang out with like one-on-one other than eleanor eleanor, eleanor occasionally yeah like me and Ella have been on walks um i
2: think it's because me and been to the arboretum
0: in- and stuff over lockdown
2: me and Ella are the only ones who are like let's hang out yeah because everyone else sort of just is always busy. Yeah.
0: Or... I think that's probably what it is. Mainly, yeah. it's like James is really busy, mm-hmm. and I'm also like, I'm not like really busy, but I do work full time. You
2: just wait for us to ask you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> I want to talk about frenemies before we start the true crime. Oh, before,
0: before you talk about frenemies, we've got so
2: much to talk about. Today. Before you
0: talk about frenemies, I wanted to on the tip of talking about corporate pride. Um, Just the tip. Just the tip and no deeper, shall we go? Um, Did you see uh, Nina West's Pride video for Nickelodeon? No. Nina West of season 11 fame.
2: Not you with the lead. (laughs) E-O-Y.
0: She released like a Pride. I guess it's like a music video. But it went up on like Nickelodeon. And it's like her singing about the. um, Are we going
2: to get copyrighted? It's Pride, everybody! Every
0: colour. It's obviously, like, kids-themed. Yeah.
2: That's so cute. Right! Why Nina West?
0: <laughs> because Nina West... Nina is all about, like... She did that whole thing about, like, drag is magic for kids, like, album and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's a good
3: Nina West is very, like,
0: kids entertainer. She's yeah. kind of like um that guy on CBBS. Do you know the one that everyone at secondary school said that I look like? I Mr Tumble.
2: Mr. Tumble! <laughs> <laughs> not Mr Tumble.
0: You know Mr Tumble, I've seen yeah. Nina West is kinda like an American drag, Mr Tumble. Oh, okay. See I or not?
1: Yeah, I was like, It's okay. a, It's like her
0: just singing about all the different colors of the pride flag, and she gets like, she's like, black and brown are like the gay people of color. She the says end. that. Yeah, um, but it's it's a really nice. Because uh... I
2: was like, are they just singing about colors, or are they, sing- are they actually explicitly saying like? No, it's gay explicitly
0: rides. about the pride flag. Okay. And um, it's a very uh, it's a very cute, child friendly music video. I
2: wonder how many complaints oh, Nick got.
0: And all the comments and all the replies on Twitter and stuff are like. I'm not let off. My kids can watch SpongeBob somewhere else. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Nickelodeon and all that. And it's like, well, come on now. In
2: 2021.
0: Have a word with yourself. Actually. Yeah. It's like they're not. Do they not get tired? Your child isn't going to become gay from Do they watching have that. A day off? It's just teaching your child that if someone is gay, just to leave them the fuck alone. Also, they only time ta- To explain a bit more about, you know, because you think about that like the aids epidemic and stuff in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. it's like we lost literally a whole generation of gay people mm-hmm. like they dropped like flies it's crazy yeah there was a picture of some like uh american gay man's choir and it was like a, a, a hundred people or something like that and most of them were dressed in black and there was like about three or four that were dressed in white and it was a picture and it said like the people dressed in white represent the like the people who didn't die of aids Mm -hmm. in the 90s or the 80s and it was like the people dressed in black is everybody else that like everybody else from that choir and they all like literally the whole choir died and it's like you think about it it's like we literally lost a whole a whole generation of gay people do you think
2: that's why people like our parents are like well, when I was in school, no, it one wasn't was really gay. a thing. Yeah, it's, they're literally. All and bald. it's like because
0: <laughs> because people weren't allowed to be back then. Do you well, yeah, I, mean?
2: I know that. But do you think there's like a lot of gay people who were there was like
0: a. And because they were doing it sort of secretly, and you know, not worried about their own health, and and yeah. you know, not being able to, if they encountered a health issue, they obviously then wouldn't go and report it to a yeah. doctor. They would just try and deal with it privately, and then yeah. end up developing something else, and then dying from it. I
2: wonder how many people are gay, like percentage wise.
0: Um, I think the I think the statistic is like one in three. Really? So it's not me. And it's not you. It must be our listener, Brett.
2: Hi, Brett. Hi, Brett. <laughs> Hi, Flop. <laughs> Hi, old. Hi, old. Hi, bald.
0: Let I me mean, move this blanket. I like it. It's literally roasting hot in this room.
2: I like like having something for comfort.
0: Oh, okay. Anyways, can anyway, we now talk done. about frenemies? Uh, yeah. Unless,
2: you, unless you've got more to say about the pride stuff, I don't want to cut you off. Uh, in
0: Pride Month. In Pride Month. <laughs> no, it was just I just wanted to show you that cute little music video. Uh,
2: it was cute. And well done to Nick.
0: Well done to Nickelodeon for being progressive. Well done to Nina West for being that person. Yes, you know.
2: exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I really can off. And um, did you
0: see um, Alyssa Edwards? And the Beyond Belief Dance Company were on America's Got Talent. No. And the, all the kids were on stage, and they were like,
1: "We're from Mesquite, Texas."
0: <laughs> and they were like, "Who taught you? Who taught you routine?" And they were like,
1: "Our dance teacher, Justin." Come on out, Justin. Miss Justin.
0: And then Justin comes out in this big silver plastic Priscilla Queen of the Desert wig, no. and like colorful no. outfit. And Simon Carl's just like straight face, looking at looking at Alyssa like Justin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to show me after. Everyone going look that up Yeah. Um, that sounds fantastic. They,
0: but they do. Their routine is to nails, hair, hips, heels by Miss Todrick So mm-hmm. I know how you feel about Todrick so you might have to mute it. But
2: I'm just, I'm just not that much of a stan. Okay. So, sorry, Todrick <laughs> Anyway, I hope anyway, he doesn't dong. listen to this. If he does, I'm sorry and happy Pride Month. <laughs> Todrick does not listen to this. <laughs> anyway, um, frenemies. If anyone cares to know
0: Trisha quit.
2: Trisha quit again. Again. And we were just talking about it because I think it's genuinely over for good this time. Maybe I'm an idiot for thinking that. Maybe. But she uploaded like loads of videos saying Ethan's lies. But
0: I also me. feel like how much can Ethan put up with?
2: Honestly, I am like as much as I stand Trish, I am team Ethan this time. Yeah. A lot of
0: people seem to be. That's what the she's general vibe kicking is online. She's
2: about like, the money and stuff, but him and his team do all the work. She just turns up. She just turns you know what up. me like me. She's like, <laughs> Kind of like me on this like, one. She's like, you want five... Because I'm sure she gets 45%, he gets 55% of the revenue. And she's like, why do you get that extra 5%? He's like, because we built the set, we pay the crew, we do the editing, yeah. we post it, we yeah. do everything. We're the whole production thing. And she's just like kicking off. Yeah. and then she was saying she wants like a new do you reckon she and Moses will crow? start their own I don't know tri- I really don't know Moses, Moses show. doesn't speak that much so does he I maybe no he does idea. off camera um, but
0: oh I'm getting pins and needles in my toes Moses tools. posted a, a tiktok ow you like pins and needles yeah I know but ow
1: my ankle my ankle <laughs> my leg <laughs> <laughs>
2: Moses posted a TikTok of him unplugging the router, which was Yeah, unplugging the Wi-Fi. Yeah.
0: Which is what you would do to me if you lived in my house at... At 9pm. At (laughs) 9pm you would turn the Wi-Fi off.
2: Vaughn... Oh.
0: Oh, redacted. Redacted. I'm gonna, have you still go, got, I'm gonna
2: keep it. Have it. you
0: still got the redacted sound effect?
2: Esme keeps remembering more and more like tea about that. Anyway, oh my god, we need to get
0: Esme back on the back in my yeah, living room and honestly. talk this out. She
2: keeps like making more notes when she remembers. it. <clears> but you know, when, you know when Virgin boxes used to have like a card in.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. He used
2: to take the card out when he went to work, so we couldn't watch the telly. And Put it in his wallet. Isn't that, isn't that just like sadistic?
0: It's not. Well, you I want to get a grip, don't you? And yeah, a life, hundred percent. I don't. Understand. <laughs> I can't watch Virgin now. But it's like if you're not, you don't get charged extra for the more you watch. I know who's do just doing it to be a dick. Exactly. Who
2: has a beef with a fourteen-year-old? <laughs> like literally.
0: Virgin aren't going to charge you extra because they're like, oh, we we, no, no, we noticed just... you watching more than one episode of The Real Housewives yeah. this week.
2: Who was just a dick?
0: Absolutely. Anyway. But I mean, that's all men.
2: How long have we been recording? 45 um, minutes?
0: 32. Oh, okay. That's 30 seconds.
2: Because um, we haven't even got to like, the main meat of this podcast. We haven't
0: got to our uh, ding, 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 true crime off.
2: How are we going to decide who wins if it's a crime off?
0: Um, you're obviously going to win.
2: Why am I going to win? Because Your case could be crazy. I don't know who you've be... chosen.
0: Um, Wait, who, I mean, Joe knows who
2: I've chosen, but I don't know who he's chosen.
0: The only reason I haven't told you who I've chosen, oh, uh, there was one uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention today. I don't know if I should mention it. I'll mention it afterwards. Um, don't forget that. I won't forget because forget, I've made a note. Okay. I've literally made notes for this episode. I know. Look how official I am. It,
2: there's literally three bullet points. Don't <laughs>
0: go thinking he's like
2: done the most. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, of that. <laughs>
0: that's
2: so annoying. Um,
0: I didn't want to tell you about my case because I know you know every true crime story ever.
2: I don't think I know that one.
0: I've just farted again. So if it smells, I'm sorry.
2: Joe keeps farting and he's gone vegan for some reason. <laughs> that makes his fart smell literally terrible.
0: I do apologise.
2: I'll just get my foundation on the shirt you lent me. That's
0: fine. I'll wash it again. So I've got my nose in it. Um, who's your case on? Your Catherine true cr- Knight. Catherine Knight.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Do you want to? Do you want to go first and explain your story?
2: Well yeah, but it'll take a while.
0: Yeah, so, so you're prepared to wait. Yeah. I Joe just...
2: didn't want to tell me who he was yeah. because I'm a true crime junkie.
0: Yeah. You are? With so literally a If, I, if, if I said if I had said to you when we decided that we were gonna do this last week, if I had said to you I wouldn't
2: have looked it up, but I might have known.
0: Yeah, but if I had said to you this is the case that I've yeah. chosen, you would have been like, Oh yeah, I know all about that one and, and then it would have been on your mind all weeks and you would have been thinking about it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know I'm right.
2: I just. Because it's Pride just, Month
0: and I'm gay and I'm always okay. right.
2: Okay, well, I'll give I'm not, you that I'm
0: one. not allowed to be wrong.
2: To, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, unless it's like. If it's a famous, well known case, I'll probably know. It's it. very famous
0: okay. and very well known. <laughs> the reason I started. This is. The reason I've chosen this case is because we watched a Netflix documentary about it. I don't know if it's a Netflix. Netflix original one, or if it's just on Netflix, but...
2: We'll see if I know it. Okay. I might not. Okay, mine's on Catherine Mary Knight. What a lovely... She's an Aussie. Was that right?
0: An Aussie? Yeah. An Aussie.
2: That's how they spell it, isn't it? Yeah. A-U-S-S-I-E.
0: Yeah, but it's pronounced Aussie. Aussie. Not Aussie.
2: She's an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> Cleo! Oh, no! Emma! The condensation! I know <laughs> oh, no Catherine! Oh, no Catherine Knight! <laughs> I didn't go took my baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's literally mental.
0: Is she the Australian Rose West?
2: She's worse, I would say. Oh. Um, char- I I'm on Murderpedia. That's where I'll we'll be Love reading that. from. Love that. Um, it says her char- characteristics... Why can't I say that word? Characteristics are parasite. What's that? When you kill your partner? I have no idea. Cannibalism and dismemberment.
0: Hey, Siri... Define parasite.
1: Parasite means the killing of
2: a parent or other near relative. Okay.
0: Killing of a parent?
2: Or near relative. Okay. Ooh, she killed
0: her parents. Girl. Um,
2: she lived in Aberdeen, Australia. It said Aberdeen, New South Wales, Australia. Yeah. Well, that's confusing. Why
0: is that confusing?
2: Why well, is there an Aberdeen and a uh, uh, Wales in Australia?
0: <laughs> because we sent them over there.
2: Did we? I know nothing about history or geography. So when I was all reading the white... about the Windrush generation in that book, I was like, whoa.
0: All the all the white people in Australia are like, well, most of them are like descendants of people that we exiled basically to Australia. We we put <laughs> loads of criminals, convicts, murderers, no rapists way. on, on like boats, sent them to Australia and told them to form their own <gasps> fucking colony.
2: So, Australians are all descended from criminals?
0: More or less, and that's why they're all extremely racist.
2: <laughs> is that true? I didn't know that.
0: That's why Scarlett Adams did blackface, anyway. I don't know and it, Karen I don't from know
2: Finance. Who, I don't know who that
0: man is. I don't know if Karen from Finance did blackface. <laughs>
2: okay. Let's <laughs> not just make claims like that. <laughs> um, okay, Catherine Mary Knight, born 24th of October 1955. What does, What star sign
0: is she? October? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't
2: know what that's. Capricorn. That's November. No, okay. 24th October star sign. I want to know. It's important. Scorpio.
0: She's a Scorpio. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's a a Scorpio like RuPaul.
2: Ben's a Scorpio.
0: She's a Scorpio.
2: That's concerning. Well, that was that red was flag number one. She's a Scorpio. She's the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Family, I'm giving you the whole picture here.
0: Go, go for it.
2: Go for it. Originally from the town of Aberdeen in New South Wales.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. So it's like when we sent all them people over to Australia... Obviously, they didn't want to invent new town names. So, so they, they
2: just... just said, like, Aberdeen. Yeah. That's, that's why, crazy. Like,
0: that's why, like, New York is called New York, because it's the new version of York.
2: Is that true? Yeah. Girl, what the fuck? I really need to, like... Unlike like,
0: Birmingham, Alabama. Hello. I just... Named after Birmingham of ten miles down the M6 that's from a... where I am right now. That's
2: literally mental. And maybe I'm just so stupid for not knowing that, but, like... I'm sw- I swear they did not tell us that
0: in school. I mean, context clues, Jodie. I
2: know. <laughs> still, anyway. Um, Barbara Rowan was forced to move to Maury. Who's Barbara Rowan? I think it's her mum. Oh. After beginning a relationship with Ken Knight, a co-worker of her husband, Jack Rowan, <gasps> the Rowan and Knight families were b- both well-known in the conservative rural town and, an affair, and the affair was a major scandal. Two of Rowan's quite the scandal, actually.
1: (laughs) With With my my cousin cousin in law, -law, really. (laughs) It was in all the magazines at the time.
2: (laughs) Two of Rowan's. I'm assuming it's Rowan. It's R-O-U-G-H-A-N. Would you say that's Uh, Rowan?
0: I would say Rowan. Ruffan. Ruffan. Rowan. I would say Rowan.
2: Two of Rowan's four children remained with their father while the two youngest were sent to live with an aunt in Sydney. Catherine Knight was the younger of twins born to Barbara and her de facto partner Ken on the 24th of October 1955 in New South Wales. Her dad died in 1959 and the two children who had lived with him... Wait, hang on. No, Jack Rowan died, so not her dad. Okay. This is confusing.
1: What and the two be?
2: children who had lived with him moved in with the Knight family, so the two older kids that had stayed with their dad now moved in with Catherine's mum and the new dad. You okay. see what I mean? And yeah. Catherine's actual dad.
3: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> I don't know if all of this is really important. It's just some murderpedia. Barbara's <laughs> grandmother was apparently an indigenous Australian from the Maury? Marie? I don't know. Maori area who had married an irishman she was proud of this fact and liked to think of her own family as aboriginal this was kept a family secret as there was considerable racism you were right i told you in
1: australia, the australia
0: the is like extreme like parts like the parts of the outback and like the small small towns are very like redneck conservative openly racist
2: racist against who like anyone of
0: aboriginals black people whoever That's gay so people yeah
2: um,
0: racist against gay. People. Yeah, racist against the gay race.
2: Um, <laughs> okay, apart from her twin, the only person Knight was close to is her uncle Oscar Knight, who is a champion horseman.
1: <laughs> she was, she was, is that like BoJack Horseman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was devastated when he committed suicide in 1969, and continues to maintain that his ghost visits her.
0: Uh, is she still alive, this woman? I guess so. Okay. The
2: family moved back to Aberdeen the same year. Knight's father, Ken, was an alcoholic who openly used violence and intimidation to rape her mother up to ten times a day. Oh, God. Trigger warning, guys, by the way. This gets <laughs> quite heavy.
0: That reminds me <laughs> of, um. do you remember on Bridesmaids, when that one one of the...
2: Someone got raped ten times a day no, Bridesmaids. But, but
0: she used to be like, she was like, um. sometimes I just want to watch The Daily Show without him entering me.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time and when she's like she said that her son's like she was like i snapped a sheet in half (laughs) anyway barbara in turn often told her daughter's intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men later when Knight complained to her mother that one of her partners wanted her to take part in a sex act she didn't want to do barbara told her to put up with it and stop complaining
0: no don't do that Don't tell your daughter to do that. A psychology
2: criminology student. There's always a fucked up childhood with people like this. She fucked. Like, if you look into murderous childhoods, a lot becomes clear.
0: Yeah, about the people that they grew up with. Yeah,
2: and like the things that the values that were placed onto them. Knight claimed that she was frequently sexually abused by several members of her family, though not by her father, which continued until she was eleven. Although they have minor doubts about the details, psychiatrists accept her claim as all her family members confirm the abuse did happen. Jeez. Catherine was, by all accounts, a pleasant girl who experienced uncontrollably murderous rages in response to minor upsets.
0: So she would just, at the most minor inconvenience, would just snap and start killing.
2: apparently. What a little freak. When she (laughs) attended... When she attended... Muswell Brook High School, she became a loner and is remembered by classmates as a bully who stood over smaller children. She assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who was found to have acted in self-defense Jeez, oh no, yeah. Imagine, Imagine being a teacher and been I mean, to defend yourself.
0: I've made a few teachers cry in my time, but I've never attacked one <laughs> with a weapon.
2: By, by contrast, we're not in a rage. No, it was a model student and often earned rewards for her good behaviour. So she can control herself. And if she's a model student, she's obviously smart. Yeah. But she'll just... Like, she
0: just has these murderous tendencies. Yeah. Okay, don't we all?
2: I'm gone, though. Maybe I'm wrong, because it says I'm leaving school at 15 without having learned to read or write. How do you leave school
0: at 15 not knowing how to read or write? Well, maybe it means, by model student, it means just, like, not causing any trouble.
2: Okay, but also how do you leave school at 15 without not knowing how to read or write?
0: But also, was women's education up to scratch back then?
2: But surely you know how to read by 15.
0: Not always. I'm pretty sure there was uh, at least one or two people from our school year that couldn't read.
2: That can't be true. My
0: name's Jared, I'm nineteen and I never learned how to read.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. I'm
0: pretty sure there are. I'm I'm fairly certain I could name at least one person who couldn't read. I don't wanna out them right now, right here on the pod. But I
2: couldn't read at all, full stop.
0: I don't think so. Maybe she's got oh. dyslexia? You don't know her.
2: It says it doesn't say she's dyslexic, it says <laughs> she didn't learn to read or write. That's crazy. Like, I know in, like, Wales and stuff, there's people who don't know how to read or write. <laughs> Why are
0: you specifically in Wales? <laughs> because I was
2: watching the behind-the-scenes of the Gavin and Stacey uh, Christmas episode, and the lady whose house they use for Brin's ha- or Gwen's house yeah. can't read or write. Oh, right. So I was like, oh, okay, there's people in Wales who can't read or write. <laughs> um, anyways she gained employment as a cutter in a clothing factory 12 months later she left to start what she referred to as her dream job
0: cutting up people cutting
2: up awful offal? awful
0: offal. Offal? yeah What's that? Offal's like the like the shit bits of animals
2: that's vile <laughs> okay so now she's getting into slicing animals so you know that's worrying <laughs> that's her dream job
0: is it o f f a l yeah
2: Cutting up offal at the local abattoir.
0: The entrails and internal organs of animals used as food.
2: That's so her dream job.
0: Cut, cut. Miss Thing said, "I want
2: to cut up offal. That's yeah. my dream job." Yeah.
0: Oh my god. It's all like the shit bits that makes that's it. Not, into that's worrying. All the stuff that goes into like haggis. No and offense,
2: if you if that's your job and you enjoy it, but your dream job is to cut up like offal. Offal. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that'll be like all the all the bits that w- would normally be thrown in the bin. Okay. That'll but They'll just go through like a pr- food processor and put into like processed food, doesn't Um,
2: she was quickly promoted to boning.
0: Yeah, taking the bones out of stuff.
2: And da- Joe's dad's a butcher, so <laughs> this is, don't be worried, guys. He yeah. just knows. No, something.
0: we wa- we walked past a we walked past a butcher shop earlier today, and there was like pork like homemade massive pork pies in the window. And I said to Adam, I was like, my, when my dad worked in a butcher shop because he does it like for private catering now. I was like when he worked in a butcher shop he would always bring home these massive and I mean massive pork pies that we, it would like take us days to get through
2: and oh, they I were like they were
0: fantastic.
2: Pies. I love the drag queen pork pie. Oh,
0: uh, shout out to Pork but, Elizabeth pie.
2: Pork Elizabeth pie but I don't like pork pies. Did
0: you see Pork Pie the other day tweeted um me out of drag. And P- it was Peter K. Peter Okay. And then me in drag and it was Geraldine. And
2: it was <laughs> you were like me. <laughs> me as hell. <laughs> anyway, she was quickly promoted to boning and given her own set of butcher knives at home she hung the knives over her bed oh. so that they would always be handy if she needed them but okay a habit she continued until her incarceration everywhere she lived so okay
0: just in case she needed a knife in the middle of the night
2: if you came to my house and I was a butcher yeah and I was your Bessie I was your bessie mate everything is it is. As it is now, except I was a butcher. Yeah. And you come to my house and I had knives hanging over my bed. And you were like, Joe, why have you got butcher knives over your bed? And I said, in case I need them. Yeah. Would you be concerned?
0: Uh, yeah, very much so. I'd be like, you don't sleep in a kitchen, love.
2: I, I or mean, an abattoir. I know as a woman, you, you want You need protection. One reduction. knife is enough. <laughs> you don't need a whole set of butcher knives. <laughs> yeah. And like... Dad's what butcher. if they fell? What if Would fell say off the wall? said that's his dream job. No offense to butchers, it's not the fact that I'm like, oh, it's not a very good job. It's not that. It's the, it's the, it's the gore aspect.
0: Yeah, it's the fact that she described her dream job as cutting up the offal, which is like all the intestines. <laughs> yeah. Not being a, not being a like the world's best sausage maker or, yeah. you know, cutting up prime slices of steak. She was like, my dream job is to chop up the guts
2: and bone the yeah, animals and take the
1: bones that's out of them. That's vile, man.
2: I can't even eat meat off the bones. And she was
1: Australian, so it's they were too gory
2: for me. bones.
1: Burns. I'm boning the animal. I'm, I'm taking out the intestines <laughs> and I'm going to chop up the offal. And
2: then I'm going to put my knife above
1: my beard. And I'm going to feed it to the roots when I'm they come so, in my garden.
2: I'm so sorry if you're Australian. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you just fart a get stuck? I biomim- can't master? help it. I'm sorry. Okay. So for being human. We get to her first husband, David David Kellett. Oh. Catherine first met hard drinking worker David Stanford Kellett David Elizabeth Kellett <laughs> in nineteen seventy three and completely dominated him. If Kellett got into a fight at the hotel, Knight would step in and back back him up with her fists without fail.
0: She would back up her husband
2: She said girl boss oh,
0: don't I just touch opened my husband.
2: up an ad. Not meaning to glorify a murderer But she did say girl boss Don't touch my husband <laughs>
1: <laughs> She didn't say
2: that. She said I've got knives
1: above my beard She said you want to talk to my husband like that I'm going to come over here swinging my fists And t- show you a thing or two it feeds you, Feed your baby to the dingos
2: <laughs> She said I don't know how to read or write
1: But I'm going to kick your fucking ass <laughs>
2: <laughs> But I can bone you Oh, oh. God. My fucking leg. Can we move this? St- Why did you push the... T- Stop! <laughs> Guys, please save me. He keeps farting. I'm so glad that you don't have smell-o-vision.
1: Smell, smell, smell cast. <laughs> yeah, smell
2: cast. Um, in Aberdeen, she was renowned for offering armed combat to anyone who upset her. Me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm such a pussy, anyway. Armed combat. Knight married Kellett in in 1974 at her request with the couple arriving at the service on her motorcycle.
0: She sounds kind of like a bad bitch. Not being funny, but she does.
2: (laughs) With a very intoxicated Kellett on the pillion? On the what? Pillion? Where's the word? There. Pillion. I don't know how to read or write.
1: (laughs) I sure as hell don't know what a pillion is.
2: As soon as they arrived, Knight's mother Barbara gave Kellett some advice. Uh, Kellett said, the old girl said to me to watch out. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her. She'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she's got something loose. She's got a (coughs) screw loose somewhere. Oh my God. So you go to marry a woman at her request. Yeah. And her mum says that to you? She's tapped. What do you do?
0: <laughs> I'd be like, uh, red flag, red flag. Boop, boop, boop,
2: boop. Well, maybe he should have listened because on their wedding night, she tried to strangle him.
0: Oh, well, you know, maybe she that's just what she's into.
2: You haven't heard her excuse. She said, she oh, said I didn't mean to. Knight she said, I didn't mean
1: to, officer.
2: <laughs> no, she fully meant to. Oh. But she explained it was because he fell asleep after only having intercourse three times.
0: What a chump.
2: What a fucking. Do you know what? If I got sex out of Ben three times in the night, it would literally be a miracle. (laughs) She
0: she was like, I want you to fuck me non stop all night. And if if, if at any point you crash and fall asleep,
1: I will try and kill you. I will
2: strangle you. Three times only on our wedding night.
1: You bastard. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm going to fucking kill you.
2: (laughs) I don't think I've ever even had sex three times in
0: my life. That is not... That is... Okay. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: That is a blatant lie.
2: (laughs) The marriage was particularly violent, who would have guessed? (laughs) And on one occasion, a heavily pregnant knight burned all Kellett's clothing and shoes before hitting him across the back of the head with a frying pan, simply because he'd arrived home late from a darts competition after making the finals.
0: Women do be crazy. (laughs) Women be like...
2: (laughs) In fear for his life, Kellett fled before collapsing in a neighbour's house and he was later treated for a badly fractured skull. Police wanted to charge her, but Knight was now on her best behaviour and talked Kellett into dropping the charges.
0: So the police come over and she's like, I didn't do nothing, officer.
2: I'm just a sweet innocent lady. I was just, I'm I'm heavily pregnant.
0: She
1: said, how the (laughs) the fuck am I going to attempt to kill my husband when I've got a baby in the oven?
2: (laughs) I can't even lift a frying pan. I'm really bad at this accident.
1: Here he
0: is. Hey, yeah.
2: Hi, Hottie. Look at that T-shirt.
0: Why does he get, why does he get called Hottie? Because he and is I get... hot. <laughs> I told him earlier, don't you think he looks like Coconut Ed from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide?
2: That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea about
0: that. I need to humble him. Needs <laughs> 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 need Because
2: the only way I'll stay with you is if you reduce his self-esteem yeah, to nothing. he needs it. to take him down a peg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because you come over every week and you're like, Hi, oh, the best-looking boy ever. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I? Chopped I'm a
2: flirt. Just because your boyfriend's gay doesn't mean I won't flirt with him. That would be homophobic, if anything. I agree. I'm probably Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> In 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa Ann. Hey, Melissa. Melissa Elizabeth Ann. <laughs> Kellett left her for another... Oh, Kellett left her for another woman and moved to Queensland. Left who for another woman? Catherine. After they, After Catherine had their baby... He left her for another one. Oh, he left her. Yeah, apparently unable to cope with Knight's possessive, violent behaviour, the next day Knight was seen pushing her new baby in a pram down the main street, violently throwing the pram from side to side. She right. said, Are "He gonna leave me? I'm gonna chuck this baby about." Yeah,
0: that reminds me of you know that vine where that like doll is in that rocking thing and yeah, like, like, "Wake me up! Me up. <laughs>
1: Wake me up!"
2: Yeah. <laughs> Knight was admitted to St Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth, not Tamworth.
1: Tamworth, Australia.
2: Tamworth, New South Wales. That's literally mental. Where was
0: it in Australia that you went to, Adam? Uh, Brisbane. uh, Brisbane. Where? What county is that in? Queensland. Yeah.
2: You didn't go to Tamworth. (laughs) You didn't
0: go to Tamworth in Uh, New South Wales. But strangely enough, the place like literally next door. There was a Warsaw. (laughs) Warwick. No way. Which is like.
2: Right Jerry's telling me they just like used all the UK names. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mad scenes? Tamworth's not That's Tamworth. That's because
1: we,
0: Britain as a nation, colonised the entire planet <laughs> exactly and just recycled our town white names.
2: people be like.
0: English people be Let's like.
2: Let's use the word I mean, Tamworth again.
0: Um, your bag of sweets is on the stairs. Feel free to slide us some sweets before you take them all upstairs. You
2: just ate one of my nuggets, by the way.
0: Oh my god! Why are you such a grass man? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we had
2: kebab last night. So. Oh my god! You're not even meat free. You're such we a are lawyer. meat free
0: Monday to Thursday.
1: John,
2: those have gelatin in. You're like a fireball.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Nah. Uh, 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 nah. You know
2: those have got gelatin in. Yes. Miss Yes such a faker
1: but then it's not like meat in. it's
0: got
2: animal bones in it i'm all right thank sure. you yeah those i'm wow. really picky with sweets peace and love, peace,
0: peace, and love.
2: peace and love
0: with peace and love do not send any more fan mail it
2: will go in the bin <laughs> anyway
0: anyway that was adam's cameo yeah
2: hi to adam Hot let's tea. get back to our um, um let's get back, back tonight to our... shoving the baby around in the pram <laughs> And getting admitted to St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and spent several weeks recovering. After being released, Knight placed two-month-old Melissa on a railway line shortly before the train was due, then stole an axe, went into town and threatened to kill several people. Right. A bit of an escalation.
0: <laughs> that was a you know slight overreaction. Yeah. Have you? Do you want a cinnamon bowl? Have no, you had not one? at
2: all. Okay. I don't like cinnamon. Anyway, it's all a man known in the district as Old Ted, who was for- <laughs> foraging near the railway line, found and rescued Melissa. By all accounts, only minutes before the train passed, Knight was arrested and again taken to St. Elmo's Hospital, but apparently recovered, signed herself out the following day.
0: Maybe she had like postnatal depression as well.
2: That's literally what I said earlier. She was diagnosed with postnatal oh. depression. Ignorant. But I, I think there's bigger issues is going on personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, also, if you're gonna leave your baby on a train track mm. to be cut in half,
0: yeah, make sure the trains come in. Do you know what I mean? Don't just leave it there, <laughs> literally, for someone I know to this find. Is grim,
2: but why would you like walk away before the train comes? If anything, someone's just gonna find your baby, which Exa- I'm very glad yes, they did. Yes, exactly. Do. Yes, exactly. I'm very glad someone did rescue her baby, but also like that was kind of stupid on her part.
0: Very, but maybe she was just kind of like blinded by rage. She was like, I need to get
2: the axe. Um, Okay. A few days later, Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives. Remember them knives? Yeah. And demanded she drive her to Queensland to find Kellett. The woman escaped after they stopped at a service station, but by the time police arrived, Knight had taken a little boy hostage and was threatening him with the knife. She was disarmed when police attacked her with brooms.
0: Okay. (laughs) Australia, be like.
2: (laughs) She was admitted to... The Morissette Psycho- Psychiatric Hospital.
0: Ugh. English, please. Can, I, can, we, uh, can we have this one in English, please?
2: No, it's on in Australian, sorry.
1: <laughs> to the Psychiatric Hospital.
2: <laughs> hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Knight told the nurses she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repaired Kellett's car, which had allowed him to leave. <laughs> and then killed both her husband and his mother when she arrived in queensland when the police informed kelly of the incident he left his girlfriend and along with his mother they both moved to aberdeen to support her huh? so after she said i was coming to kill you and your mum.
1: he was like okay was well, like, come I'll just, on mam. i'll just move i'll just move back let's
2: in. move cu- back in with her
1: i'd be like, like uh, what the hell fuck no <laughs> can you
2: believe that Knight was released on the 9th of August 1976 into the care of her mother in law, and along with Kelly, they now moved to Woodridge, a suburb of Brisbane. 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 Brisbane.
1: Are you from Brisbane?
2: Where she obtained a job at the Dinmore Meatworks in n-
0: nearby Ipswich. She's Ipswich. getting her dream job at Ipswich. the Meatworks. <laughs> yeah. Jodie, fully recycled town names.
2: On the 6th of March 1980, they had another daughter. He said, you left our daughter on the train track. Shall we have another one?
0: Yeah. Because men are stupid.
2: Please, what the fuck? <laughs> they had another daughter, Natasha Marie. In 1984, Knight left Kelly and moved in, first with her parents in Aberdeen, then to a rented house in nearby M- Muswellbrook
1: In nearby aldridge town
2: (laughs) although she returned to work at the abattoir she injured her back the following year and went on a disability pension
0: oh of course she did
2: no longer needing to rent accommodation close to her work the government gave her a housing commission house in aberdeen which is her going on disability is kind of wild considering what she goes on to do she's like i can't work i'm disabled and then she goes on to do some really long-minded shit, which yeah. she, she she can't, should have been done at the abattoir. <laughs> she can't work
0: because she's disabled, but she can kill people despite being disabled.
2: Yeah. So, okay, She's so, a
0: freaky gal. So,
2: despite, she's
0: a very freaky gal.
2: <laughs> despite her leaving Kellett, I mean, despite Kellett moving back with his mum <laughs> to her to help her out, he actually got away alive from her. I would love to crazy. have been a fly
0: on the wall. For that conversation. Yeah, between like, him, like, she bitch. was
2: trying to come and kill you and your mom. Yeah. And he's like, "Mom,
0: mom, come on. We've Should got we, to move back. we got to go and move in if, I and mama, I, if I was that bloke's mum... get a again. If I was that bloke's mum, I would be like, are, are you fucking on drugs?
2: <laughs> are you on drugs? You'd be like, yes, exactly. And then you just wouldn't go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. i meet you there. <laughs> David Saunders is the next man in her life. Nightmare... Dave? Dave. Nightmare Dave. Knight met 38-year-old miner, David Saunders, in 1986. A few months later, he moved in with her and her two daughters, although he kept his old apartment in Scone. Scone?
0: In Scunthorpe, Australia.
2: <laughs> Knight soon became jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would often throw him out. He would move back to his apartment in Scone and then she would invariably follow and beg him to return. In 1987, she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo
0: pup. Oh, my God. There's a dingo in this store. That is the most Australian thing that's hap- ever happened.
2: She cut the throat of his 2 months old dingo pup in front of him for no more reason than as an example of what would happen if he ever had an affair.
0: She
1: said, Oi, Dave, watch this.
2: And then, again with the frying pan, she knocked him out with a frying pan.
0: She loves a frying pan. I, why hasn't someone on Drag Race <laughs> done underdone her for Snatch Game?
2: Can I just say? Can I just say she put a baby on the train tracks and I didn't react. But then when the dingo pup got its throat yeah. slit, I was like, I don't even know what Not a dingo the puppy. I literally don't even know what a dingo looks like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, in, ni- in June 1988, she gave birth to her third daughter, Sarah, which prompted Saunders to put deposit on a house, which Knight paid off when her workers' compensation came through. Knight decorated the house throughout with animal skins. Skulls, horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old boots, machetes, rakes and pitchforks. That's not baby proof.
0: Absolutely not.
2: No space, including the ceilings, was left uncovered. After an argument where she... She covered
0: the ceilings in rakes, knives and machetes.
2: Why did that fell on your baby? What? I mean, if your baby even, like, touched one thing, it's over. (laughs) It's like a dingo in a china (laughs) shop. Um...
0: Pr- what time are you leaving?
2: <laughs> After an
1: <I'm>, argument... <laughs> I crack the funnies around here. Not you.
2: This... We're already an hour and I still haven't even finished my case. Guys, it's going to be a long one today. Look at you. Get,
0: get into the killing.
2: After an argument where she hit Saunders in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors, he moved back to Scone, but when he later <sighs> returned home found she had cut up all his clothes. Saunders took long service leave and went into hiding. Jeez. Knight tried to find him, but no one admitted to knowing where he was. They're real, fr- they're yeah. real ones. <laughs> Several months later, he returned to see his daughter and found Knight had gone to the police and told them she was afraid of him.
0: <laughs> he went into hiding oh, because no? of you.
2: She was like, nah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they issued her... She was
0: like, no, but like, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they issued her with an apprehended violence order against him. So is that like an Australian asthma? Uh,
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: Now, and I suppose... Antisocial behaviour order, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not apprehended violence order. Is that an Australian thing? Apprehended violence. Was that vi- an, everywhere an AVO? Thing? An AVO. AVO. AVO, yeah.
0: Got yourself an AVO.
2: So, so good old Dave's alright. Uh, <laughs> even though he's been stabbed. Yeah. He has an AVO against. They issued her with an AVO against him.
0: Yeah, because they always believe the woman.
2: I, I think that's saying that he.
0: Because she's told the police that she's scared um, of him.
2: That's crazy. I thought the I thought the avo was he's against hers, but I read it wrong. Anyway, John Chillingworth. But anyway, got out alive, so good for you, Dave. <coughs> John Chillingworth is next in 1990. Has she got, are these pregnant. like a
0: string of lovers?
2: Yeah, but after John Chillingworth, it's the. It's a big one. Okay. In 1919, Knight became the pregnant <laughs> by a 43-year-old former abattoir co-worker, John Chillingworth, and gave birth the following year to a boy then named Eric. How They're... many babies has she, this so woman she's got? she's got four now, I think. And sh- has she relationship... tried to kill them all separately? Not that yeah. I know of. Their relationship lasted three years before she left him for a man she had been having an affair with for some time, John Price. Isn't it ironic that if a man comes home late from a darts fucking... Championship, she's like, time to die. But then if she, she can have affairs and leave them,
0: yeah. Um, to quote Gemma Collins, um, what a bitch, <laughs>
2: <laughs> to quote John, Gemma Collins, no, <laughs>
0: yes,
1: yes, <right>. exactly. <laughs>
2: John, okay, John Price, John Pricey, Price, so he's not Pricey, Pricey,
1: all right, John Pricey
2: was the father of three children when Knight had an affair with him. Reputedly a terrific bloke, it says.
0: Is that what she described him as? No,
2: liked by everyone who knew him. Everyone else apparently oh. said he was a terrific bloke. His own marriage had ended in 1988. While his two year old daughter had remained with his former wife, the two older children lived with him. Price was well aware of Knight's violent reputation and she moved into his house in 1995. Pricey, if you're aware. Not to victim blame, but...
0: (laughs) But fully victim (laughs) blaming.
2: His children liked her. He was making a lot of money working in the local mines, and apart from violent arguments, at at first life was a bunch of roses, apparently. Although, I wouldn't say that life was if I was having violent arguments. No, not at all. That's just me. In 1998, they had a fight over Price's refuses to marry her, and in retaliation, Knight videotaped items he had stolen from work and sent the tape to his boss. Grass... Yeah, snitches get stitches. Do they? <laughs> Apparently not. Although the items were out of date medical kits that he had scavenged from a com- from the company rubbish tip, Price was fired from the job he had held for seventeen years. Ooh. So because he took some out of date medical kits that weren't used anymore, and he wouldn't marry her, she she was Got like, she stole. Like, also, capitalism is a disease.
0: What's that got to do with anything?
2: Because they weren't using them. Yeah. But they were like, it's still stealing, bye. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Anyway. (laughs) That same day, he kicked her out, as he should do.
0: Capitalism is a disease.
2: (laughs) And she returned to her own home while news of what she'd done spread through the town. A few months later, Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow her to move in with him. The fighting became even more frequent and most of his friends would no longer have anything to do with him while they remained together. Okay, so now on to the big big incident.
0: Thank you. Let's get there. (laughs) This has been a lot of build-up. This better be fucking good. Do you not think the
2: build-up's been crazy so far? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I wanted to go through the whole thing because there's so many details in her life where you're like, um!
0: The big one.
2: (laughs) Anyway. In Feb 2000, a series of assaults on Price culminated with Knight stabbing Price in the chest. Finally fed up, he kicked her out of the house. On 29th of Feb, he stopped at the Scone Magistrate's Court on his way back to work and took out a restraining order to keep her away from both him and his kids.
0: Can you do that? Can you just pop to the courthouse and just get a restraining order? Like a Pepsi?
2: Um, <laughs> I guess if you've got proof. Like she stabbed she stab- me in the gist. She stabbed me in the gist and I heard... <laughs> Ma my... she, she killed a dingo and they're like not a dingo.
1: My fucking left breast is bleeding as we speak on this app.
2: That afternoon Prince told his co-workers that if, if he did not come to work the next day it would be because Knight had killed him.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
2: Let's, let's remember that. Put a pin in that. <laughs> they pleaded with him not to go to home but he had told them that he believed she would kill his children if he did not.
0: Either way somebody's going to die.
2: Price arrived time to Arrived home to find that Knight, although not there herself, had sent the children away for a sleepover at a friend's house. He then spent the evening with his neighbours before going to bed at 11pm. Earlier that day, Knight had bought bought new black lingerie and, and and had videotaped all her children while making comments which have since been interpreted as a crude will. So she's videotaped her kids whilst saying... Well, like, also being like, this is who I want this to go to. Like, basically a shit will.
0: Oh, like right, an okay. unofficial will. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: well, there's a will. There's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Night later arrived at Price's house while he was sleeping and sat watching TV for a few minutes before having a shower. She then woke Price up and they had sex, after which she fell asleep. He just got a restraining... This is so confusing to me. <laughs> he got a restraining order on her, and then she comes into his house, wakes him up on the night where he's like, comes into she's her, probably going to kill me.
0: Has a shower, and then starts boning him.
2: And he's like, yeah, let's have sex. Maybe he was scared, I don't know. Maybe he thought it was a dream. I, like, I'm not one to victim... It's just really confusing how she manages to like worm her way back into all these men's lives after being absolutely fucking mental. But
0: does that say something about the psyche
1: of men?
2: I don't know, I think it's would say do anything about at the bat of an victims of abuse, really. Um, okay, so he fell asleep after they had sex. At 6am the next morning, the neighbour became concerned that Price's car was still in the driveway and when Price did not arrive at work, his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. Both the neighbour and worker tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him, but after noticing blood on the front door, alerted the police, who arrived at 8am. Breaking down the back door, police found his body with night comatose from taking a large number of pills. She had stabbed Price with a butcher's knife while he was sleeping.
0: Those bloody butcher's knives. Those bloody
2: knives. Those bloody knives. According to the blood evidence, he awoke and tried to turn the light on before attempting to escape when Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door and get outside, but either stumbled back inside or was dragged back into the hallway where he finally died after bleeding out. Later, Knight went into Aberdeen and withdrew one thousand dollars. Dollars, Australian dollars. One
1: thousand Australian dollars from his
2: ATM account. Um, Price's autopsy revealed that he'd been stabbed at least thirty-seven times.
0: Ouch! In his sleep.
2: In both the front and back of his body, with many of the wounds <coughs> extending into vital organs. No, because it said that he woke up, didn't he? And tried to get. Oh back. yeah. Several hours after. Have I got like? Listen to this
0: No short-term memory.
2: You're just not listening to me. I am. Several hours after Price died, Knight skinned him and hung the skin from a meat hook on the door of the lounge room. Right. That's why I think this case is crazy. Because the police came in to find him and found his his skin. Yeah. Hanging from the doorway. Like
0: my Halloween costume. Literally. That's disgusting.
2: Isn't that vile? Um. It just reminds me of like you know when like horror films try to be shocking in the light? like like. I know this happened, but you know that thing where the men were like cooking up. They chopped his penis off, and they were like cooking it up. Yeah. It just reminds me of shit like
0: that. It's also like I was going to say, how 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 do you know how to like remove the skin of a person? She worked at the abattoir. And then I was like, because she's a butcher, so it
2: comes full circle. She then decapitated him and cooked parts of his body. So I thought she
0: was comatose. Oh, before she took the pills. Okay.
2: Yeah. Then. Uh, Serving up the meat with baked potato, pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash and gravy. She made a whole fucking feast. In two settings at the dinner table, along with notes beside each plate, each having the name of one of Price's children on it, she was preparing to serve his body parts to his own children.
0: With butternut squash and pumpkin. Yeah. What a psychopath.
2: I I honestly don't know whether she thought they would eat that. Because...
0: Well, probably Even if she if, if they could if they did come this, home and if, she was like here's dinner
2: yeah but if they come home was the skin hanging from the door probably and they're just gonna be like who's, what's for dinner who's that <laughs> oh my god a third meal was thrown on the back lawn for unknown reasons and it's speculated Knight had attempted to eat it but could not <laughs> and has been put forward in support of her claim that she has no memory of the crime Price's head was found in a pot with vegetables oh. The pot was still warm, estimated to be at between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius, indicated that the cooking had taken place in the early morning. Sometime later, Knight arranged the body with the left arm draped over an empty 1.25 litre soft drink bottle with the legs crossed. This was claimed in court to be an act of defilement, demonstrating Knight's contempt for Price. Knight had left a handwritten note on top of a photograph of Price. bloodstained and covered with small pieces of flesh, the note read, Tom, you got back... 'Cause she can't read she can't write very well. Time you got back Johathon for rapping, and it says in in brackets raping. My daughter daughter. You yeah. to Beck, Price's daughter, for Ross, for Little John, his son.
0: So she now play she with was the, like...
2: with John's Now play with little John's dick, John Price. So now she's trying to frame him for being a fiddler.
0: Yeah. But he wasn't.
2: No, I don't think he was. The accusations in the note were found to be groundless.
0: Oh right, okay, so they're just baseless claims.
2: Yeah. Um. It, at trial, I'm not going to go through the whole trial because I've been talking for ages. But at trial, she she pleaded guilty. No reason has ever been given, and despite giving it, Knight still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. Um. At the sentence in hearing, her lawyers requested that she be to, she be excused from hearing some of the facts of the case, but the application was refused. Um, When Dr. Timothy Lyons took the stand and described the skinning and decapitation, Knight became hysterical and had to be sedated. despite
0: the fact that she did it.
2: In June 2006... Oh, wait, she was given a life sentence, but she appealed it in 2006, claiming that a penalty of life in jail without possibility of parole was too severe for the killing...
0: Doubt it love
2: literally, doubt you took it. a man's skin, yeah. Exactly. You peeled him like a banana, <laughs> literally. She's like, It's too severe for me to be. <laughs> she put his head in a pot, yeah. She tried to serve him to her kids,
0: yeah.
2: And uh, she's like,
0: mm-hmm, That kind of be a bit more lenient. But the
2: judge said, nah, love, and he said, This was an appalling crime almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society.
0: Well, as civilized as Australia can be.
2: And that's the story of Catherine Knight, isn't it? Bonkers. Do you see why I chose that one?
0: Yeah, that was Cuckoo Bananas. Have you love? heard of it before? No.
2: Can you but, believe it's not very like it's? I, I suppose it is well known. Maybe we a, just haven't heard of it. Is
0: there like documentaries on it and stuff? I feel like there I don't
2: be. even know. But the escalation of violence is crazy.
0: Yeah, she's just a nutter. Like, I wonder if she is she still alive? She must be. Probably. What's her name? Catherine, Catherine
2: Knight, with a K. Um. I just think, even like looking into her past relationships, the way that her violence just was
0: just so
2: out of hand.
0: She's still alive, she's 65 years old.
2: The way that like someone came home from a dart competition because they progressed to the next round, so they were a little later than they thought, and she was like,
0: I'm gonna kill you now.
2: Let me try and kill you. The fact that she strangled her first husband on their wedding night because he only had sex with her three times. Yeah. So how she's just count she, herself fucking how lucky. How is this woman, like, <laughs> out uh, living a life and not in prison after, like, all that... I mean, I know that she got them to drop charges, but, like, at some point, that pattern of behaviour's got to be, like, prosecuted, you would think.
0: Yeah, well, now she's sort of locked away, how isn't she, for good? How many
2: warning signs can a person, like, give? <laughs> how many red flags do you... Yeah, know? how
0: many times can she worm her way out of it? Yeah? Out of strangling your husband Before
2: and... she literally... Skinned and decapitated a man.
0: Yeah, well, and left know.
2: his skin hanging in the door. Now
0: we know more about. Thanks, thanks to her doing stuff like that. Now we we've got things in place where we can recognise those things earlier, can't we? I don't know. But maybe you know, it doesn't take a fucking genius to work out when she's strangling someone after on their wedding night and being well, when like,
2: on your wedding day, her mom comes up to you and says, she'll fucking kill you.
0: She will kill you. And he's like, okay.
2: He's like, lol. And then she drives.
1: No, she won't.
2: No, she won't. She only hurts dingoes.
1: She doesn't kill men. She couldn't kill me. I'm big and I'm tough and I'm white.
2: <laughs> okay, so what's your case?
0: Um, I give your case um a strong 9 out of 10.
2: Oh, are we right in? Okay. Cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah. 9 we out of 10, I'm happy with that. What, what could have made it a 10? Um... Gay people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes, exactly. I should have done
2: a gay crime because it's Pride Month.
0: Yeah, um, my 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 crime that I've selected, or my case, I should say, um, is the case surrounding Ryan W. Ferguson. Have you heard of this individual? I don't think I
2: have. You got me.
0: We watched on Netflix uh, this documentary called it, it's called Dream Slash Killer. I yeah. don't know if it's Dream Killer or Dream Slash Killer or whatever. Yeah. But um, Ryan W. Ferguson, born 1984, is an American man who spent nearly 10 years in prison after being convicted of a murder in 2001 of his hometown of Columbia, Missouri. At the time of the murder, Ferguson was 17 year old high school student.
2: Wait. He's the murderer.
0: He was convicted of it
2: at 17. At
0: se- well. At the time of the murder, he was 17. Girl. Kent Heath... What are you reading from? I'm reading straight from Wikipedia. Straight from Wikipedia.
2: I just wanted to share our sources. I used Murderpedia. Yeah. You're using Wikipedia.
0: (laughs) Kent Heitholt was found beaten and strangled. Hang on.
2: Where's he from?
0: Missouri. Missouri. Yeah.
2: Not Crystal Elizabeth Method, Missouri. Yeah, from
0: the same state as Crystal Elizabeth Method. Okay. And um widow von undo <laughs> <laughs> Um Keith Heithalt was found beaten and strangled shortly after two AM on November first, two thousand and one, in the parking lot of the Columbia Daily Tribune, where he worked as a sports editor. How old is he? Uh pff, no idea. Okay. Genuinely Come don't on, know. Wikipedia. Um His murder went unsolved for two years until police received a tip about a man named Charles Erickson who had spent that evening partying with Ryan Ferguson. Erickson could not remember the evening of the murder and was concerned that he may have been involved in it. Despite failing to recall having killed Heitholt, Erickson eventually confessed and implicated Ferguson in the crime as well. Ferguson was convicted in the fall of 2005 on the basis of Erickson's testimony as well as that of a building employee.
2: So they're both responsible.
0: Well, it was basically this guy has been found dead in a car park. Yeah, at, in the car park of his job because yeah. he works at the newspaper. Um, the night he was killed, these two friends, high school age, seventeen-year-old teenagers, were mm-hmm. at a party, um, and one of them, one of them, doesn't remember. Be- being there, but mm-hmm. he was concerned that he he had, he had something to do yeah. with it, um, and the, he eventually confessed and sort of grasped his mate Ryan up.
2: So he was like, "I don't remember it," but exactly, I was
0: yes, exactly. yes, exactly. Both witnesses later recounted recanted their testimony, claiming that police and prosecuting attorney Kevin Crane, now a circuit court judge, had coerced them to lie.
3: Mm.
0: So basically, he was killed. Um, In the car park, um, a janitor called Shauna Ornt, O-R-N-T, shit's her name, I know, but (laughs) Ornt. Shauna Ornt stepped outside for a cigarette break, saw two shady figures near his car. She ran back inside to get her supervisor, Jerry Trump. (laughs) 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 No relation. (laughs) (laughs) Both janitors witnessed the college-age men near his car, and the janitors reported that one of the men yelled... Someone's, someone's hurt out here, man, before both of them walked away through a nearby alley. The janitors notified other employees, called 911 at 2.26am. He was found severely beaten with a blunt object and strangled. The same evening, Ryan Ferguson and his classmate Charles Erickson were attending Halloween parties in the area. Ferguson and Erickson later proceeded to meet Ferguson's sister at a bar called By George because a bouncer who worked there would admit them despite their age. By George! After the two men had spent all their money at the bar, Ferguson's sister brought them a few additional drinks before they departed. Erickson was under the influence of cocaine, Adderall and alcohol that night, and the following day, he had no memory of what happened. At a later hearing, attorneys asked Erickson whether he had noticed anything unusual the morning of November 1st, such as injuries or blood on his clothing, but he stated nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. But this
2: can I just ask what are the race of these two boys? Uh,
0: Caucasian okay. they're, they're both white, white teenagers yeah but this uh, Erickson Charles Ericsson, had a habit of whenever he was drunk or getting too drunk, he mm-hmm. would just black out and not remember anything
2: okay
3: and
0: he would wake up the next day with like no memory whatsoever. So
2: he was like, <clears throat> I could have done it. I guess I'll confess. Well they co- coerced him.
0: Yeah, basically. The janitor, Ornd, told police she got a good look at the men while Trump reported that he was unable to see them clearly. Police recovered unidentified fingerprints on the inside of the murder victim's car as well as an unidentified hair in his hand. Police also recovered footprints from the blood at the crime scene and Ornd provided police with a description of the men and a composite sketch was drawn. Mm Mm-hmm. The crime had been unsolved for two years when in October 2003, local media uncovered the murder. Erickson had reportedly experienced several dreams about the crime, having seen a newspaper article and a few days later Erickson asked Ferguson whether Ferguson believed that Erickson may have been involved in the murder.
2: So now he's like, was I there?"
0: Was, he's sort of he's had a dream about it yeah about the whole crime. Yeah he's got no memory and he thinks that his dream was reality. Basically,
2: So, he's already confessed at this point?
0: Uh, no, not yet. Yeah. Okay. No. Um,
2: so this is before he confessed, he was like, oh shit, I had a dream about it, I yeah. was probably there.
0: He said, um, Erickson said, it was crazy that someone had been murdered a couple of blocks away from where we had been partying, but Ferguson reassured him that they were not involved in the crime and they had nothing to do with it. Erickson says that over time he began to increasingly ponder the murder... And the fact that he couldn't remember the evening. Mm-hmm. In two, in November 2003, Erickson read an article in the local newspaper that included a sketch of a possible su- suspect. Erickson thought that the sketch resembled him and became more concerned.
2: So he was like...
0: Oh, shit. He's like convinced himself. Yeah, that it was him. It's it, it's himself. Yeah, he told his friends Nick and Art about his worries that, and they notified the police.
2: Oh, like, what grasses!
0: In the <laughs> in the recorded interrogation, Erickson seems to have little knowledge of the crime. He told the police, "It's just so foggy. I could be sitting here fabricating all of it."
2: Okay, so he's like, I don't know. He's like, I have no memory of this whatsoever, but it's possible though. <laughs> At one point, he
0: was asked questions about the weapon. Used to strangle uh, the victim, Ericsson replied that he thought it was a shirt. When the police officer told him that, uh, told him it was not a shirt, he replied, "Maybe a bungee cord." Eventually, the if- officer told Ericsson the weapon was the victim's own belt.
2: Listen, you as a pl- listen, even though I know this. You shouldn't be telling
0: the exactly. interviewee. They're giving him what, the information. The, yeah,
2: the information. Yeah. If they tell you the information it's wrong, you should just like keep that all locked up there. You shouldn't be like, Well actually it was a belt so they can be like, Yes, exactly. <laughs> well they
0: they told they told Ericsson that um the weapon used to strangle the guy was his own belt. Mm-hmm. Um he said, I don't remember that at all. Okay. After much prodding by investigators, Erickson eventually told them that he and Ferguson robbed the victim for drinking money. And in March 2004, Erickson and Ferguson were arrested and charged with the murder.
2: Crazy. So he's
0: had a dream that he was involved. Yeah. Told his have friends. To news coverage. His friends have called the police. And yeah. then the police have said, how do you think he died? He said, a shirt or a yeah. bungee cord. And they're like, well, actually, it was a belt. And yeah. he's like, I don't know what, I mm-hmm. don't remember that at all. Um, the government offered Erickson a plea deal in exchange for testimony against Ferguson. Which took place in two thousand and five, along with Erickson, Trump testified that he had seen Erickson and Ferguson at the scene. So the janitor who said he didn't get a good look at the guys has so, has now pointed the finger at both of them. It was them too. Yeah. Trump testified that while he was in jail on unrelated charges. Oh, this Trump guy, I'm pretty sure was like in jail for like kiddie fiddling and like having child porn, pornography and stuff. Oop. So he's like a. How reliable is this as yeah. a witness sort of yeah. thing? Um, his wife sent him a news article about the crime. He claims that as he removed the newspaper from the envelope, it was like folded in half. So he he saw the pictures of the suspects before he saw the headline because it was like folded over. Yeah. So um, he, as he removed the newspaper from the envelope, he saw photos of Ericsson and Ferguson and immediately recognized them as the two men standing over the victim on the evening of the murder. Despite previously saying, "I didn't get a good look at them." Okay. When on the witness stand, Erickson provided a detailed description of Ferguson strangling Heitholt despite not remembering any of the details following the murder during the investigation. Uh, The defence countered that all of the evidence found at the crime scene pointed elsewhere. None of the hair, blood or fingerprint samples collected at the crime scene were consistent with those of Ferguson or Erickson, and no traces of the victim's blood were found in the vehicle that Ferguson was driving at the night of the murder. Ferguson was convicted of second-degree murder, murder and robbery, and sentenced to forty years in prison. He didn't. He didn't do anything. Did
2: Ferguson say to um, the other one,
0: Erickson? Erickson,
2: Erickson. mate, we weren't even there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they there was there was one in the documentary that we watched on Netflix. It, they talk about remembering seeing. Um, one of their friends from school Yeah. wait in his car, parked at like a, a red light, mm-hmm. um, and then driving past the junction. And um, the guy who went to prison for 40 years, Ferguson, his dad would visit the crime scene and investigate and yeah. do whatever. And when he was there, one of the times he looked at the, the junction where they claimed to have seen their friends stopped at a red light and the light was broken. It was flashing yellow, yeah. like, constantly. And it was like, how could he have been stopped at a red light if, yeah. if the red light doesn't work? Yeah. And that's where it all sort of unravelled, and and that's when all the testimonies were being like... Everyone who sort of testified against them and got them sentenced yeah. was like, well, we were told to say that.
2: Crazy. Okay, let's get into the unravelling, if that's the bit you are.
0: Um... You got following more the conviction Ferguson gained a following with a wrongful conviction advocacy groups
2: so Erickson didn't get convicted
0: he yeah got, they both went to prison oh okay they how both, long did they, Erickson um, I'm not too sure I don't doesn't really say but this one this case is mainly focusing on this Ryan Ferguson character okay. uh, following his conviction Ferguson gained a following with wrongful conviction advocacy groups in 2009 high profile Chicago attorney Kathleen Zellner took over Ferguson's case working pro bono Okay. Pro bono apparently free. means for free. Yeah. I had to ask Adam what that meant. In two thousand Pro bono. Pro bono. <laughs> in 2012, Erickson and Trump recanted their trial testimony on statements obtained by Zelna and her investigator in the subsequent habeas corpus hearing. Both Erickson and Trump admitted that they had lied at Ferguson's trial. So the guy his mate lied and the witness lied Yeah. Erickson claimed that prosecutor Kevin Crane uh, pressured him into implicating Ferguson Erickson testified in the hearing that he could not remember the evening of the murder because he was so intoxicated with drugs and alcohol that he might have blacked out causing his anterograde amnesia okay Trump recounted the story about his wife sending him the newspaper article, claiming that Crane had pressured him into testifying against Ferguson, saying that he had first seen the newspaper at the prosecutor's office when he was released from prison. On and then he said, quote, On more than one occasion, he said, I've got the right two guys, almost like a cheerleader, Trump said, also alleging that Crane had showed him a Tribune newspaper with the photos in mentioned that it would be quote unquote helpful for Trump to identify Ferguson as having been at the crime scene.
2: Oh my god So the guy
0: prosecuting them had basically coerced these witnesses to lie.
2: What would be the and motive is they it just like to developed like get a th- conviction. I guess
0: so but he's he literally had like concocted this whole narrative that just did not happen. No. He's like my wife sent me a newspaper I saw the pictures before I read the headline and I recognised them as the guys on the scene. And then years later, the guy's like, my wife didn't send me the newspaper. I didn't recognise those two guys from the scene. The only reason I said that in his trial mm-hmm. was because Kevin Crane told me to say that.
2: Fuck Kevin Crane?
0: Honestly. And then this Kevin Crane guy's been on to tell... been on. To, he's become like a, a judge and like... What? Got promoted and stuff. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Um, and the janitor Shauna Aunt, apparently, ju- when she was giving her statements and testimonies and stuff, um, nobody asked her in on the trial. Did you, Did you get a good look at the the guys who did it? Nobody asked her. Do you reckon? Do you see those people here in the courtroom? Yeah. So she never, she never ever sort of said yes. It, it, yeah. it was them in the courtroom sort yeah. of thing, but apparently she had been telling this Kevin Crane guy in the the first time round that it wasn't it Ryan was Ferguson, Ryan. Yeah. it wasn't these guys. Yeah. But she, it just gets to the point where they've said it so many times that it's like they'll just say anything to get out of the room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she witnessed uh, two men fleeing the parking lot testified that she had told Crane the man whom she had seen on the night of the murder was not Ferguson. She claimed that Crane had repeatedly tried to induce her to implicate Ferguson and that Crane became threatening during her last conversation with him. Despite the sole witness who had, despite being the sole witness who had reported she could identify the men at the scene, Aunt was never asked in court whether she could identify Ferguson. Zelna alleged that the prosecution did not ask Aunt to identify Ferguson because they knew that her answer would hurt their case. Mm. Other evidence that had been withheld from the original defence team was related to the time frame of the murder and Ferguson and Erickson's movements during the evening. Erickson had testified at Ferguson's original trial following that murder. He and Ferguson returned to the bar at 2.45 and were admitted by the same bouncer, who had admitted them earlier. Mm -hmm. Erickson claimed on the stand that he and Ferguson left the bar between 4 and 4.30am. However, the bouncer testified that the bar closed at one thirty in the morning. Bar patron Kim Bennett testified that Erickson and Ferguson de- departed between one fifteen and one thirty, disproving Erickson's claims that they had returned to the bar following the murder. So his whole narrative in his head is completely falsified, yeah. made up. Yeah, it's just something that has yeah. been put into his head by the
2: by the prosecutor. Yeah, or the officers.
0: By the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um on March eleventh I, I honestly A Cab. Um on March eleventh, twenty fourteen, for Ferguson filed a civil suit against eleven individuals, as well as Boone County, Missouri and the city of Columbia. Um the suit alleged alleged suppression of exculpatory evidence, fabrication of evidence reckless or intentional failure to investigate malicious prosecution, conspiracy to deprive constitutional rights, false arrest and defamation.
2: Yes, exactly. He, <laughs> he
0: basically got the whole legal system, town, he said, district court.
2: You, you, you,
0: you. He got them all right by the short and curly's. Yeah. The suit also I've claimed... I've
2: never heard that expression before. What do you mean? I've never heard that. That seems
0: like something that your dad would have said.
2: Well, okay.
0: <laughs> the suit also claimed that following Ferguson's release um, former prosecutor Kevin Crane and former Columbia police chief Randy Randy Boom B O E H M Boom harmed Ferguson by continuing to make statements about his guilt the defendants included several police officers as well as crane Ferguson won the suit was awarded 11 million dollars <laughs> One million for each year he had spent in prison and a million for legal expenses. As he should. Ferguson's case has been cited by the National Registry of Exonerations as an exoneration. <laughs> the, the charges against him were dismissed because, as the Western District Appellate Court pointed out in its decision, there was no evidence left that would support a conviction.
2: So what happened to Erickson?
0: Charles Erickson remains imprisoned for the crime. Really? He is serving a 25-year sentence for, in, in exchange for testifying against Ferguson. Despite the fact that Erickson had implicated him in the crime, Ferguson has vowed to help Erickson with his release from prison.
2: You'd think if they were like, well, we've bungled it so bad that we've put the wrong man in jail. Well,
0: out. I think a lot of it... I think the reason he's mainly still in prison is because he lied.
2: But did he lie off his own back or because he was coerced? Because he was coerced. So...
0: But... You know he's he's in trouble for lying. Basically. So what
2: happened to the um, guy who the prosecutor? Is um, he still a judge and still?
0: I'm not too who sure.
2: Shouldn't it... he, surely he should get some sort of like bad practice thing going on.
0: Um, I have no idea. It doesn't say.
2: And also, who murdered the guy?
0: It's still nobody knows. Crazy. Nobody knows who actually killed him, but like you should watch the you should watch the the thing on Netflix about it. Yeah. Um. It's called Dream Killer, and it's like it's it's crazy. The The whole a documentary titled Dream Killer, detailing the case and Bill Ferguson's journey to free his son, debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2015. Um. It aired as a two-hour special on Investigation Discovery Network. Um, not investigation discovery <laughs> but it's like it's like a, it's like a fascinating story about how he he went to he went to prison for 10 years
2: girl I'm... for
0: a crime that his friend had a dream about imagine if I had a dream that you had killed somebody and sent you to prison for 10 years
2: <laughs> and then you were still in prison I'd be like
0: you would leave me there to rot I'd be like, it's, I'll be
2: it's, it's pride month I've got to get it marked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: every pride month
2: every pride month I try um that's crazy.
0: Did you not know about that one? No. Did I find a case that you, you didn't did? know about? i I'm
2: mostly interested in like murderers. That was a murder? Well he didn't actually murder someone. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Platter it's
0: um
2: I don't know what to rate it.
0: Out of ten. Ten.
2: What's <laughs> What's the rating system?
0: Um one to five. Because I had is... like
2: dismemberment and skinning in mind, Yeah. But you had like a plot twist, like an M Night plot twist in there.
0: Yeah. Well, he went to prison for ten years for a crime that his friend had a dream about. I'll
2: give that a nine as well. Let's let the viewers. Vote. Viewers. Listeners. Are you
0: viewing this?
2: Viewing with your ears.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> are ugly. We'll make a poll on Twitter. Yeah. And then you can vote for who won. As
0: soon as the episode goes up, that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> who knows when that will be? Don't
2: just be voting without listening to this long ass episode. Yeah. Cause we had content for you today. So
0: we've got the uh, we've got the case of Catherine Knight versus Ryan W Ferguson. Yup. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Will
2: we ever stop? That? <laughs> also, I've got some good recommendations. If you love true crime, go on YouTube and watch the YouTube channel Jim Can't Swim. They do like police interrogation videos where they break down the psychology of how they get how like investigators get suspects to open up and like admit what they did. So that's really interesting. And they just did one on, um you know, the oh, Nicholas Cruz, a shoot school shooter.
0: Uh No, but go on. Well,
2: they just did a video uh, about it where they show you his interrogation where he's pretending to be mental because he thinks he'll get the insanity. Code. Oh, yeah, I
0: have seen that, actually. And, it's and it like, breaks down how yeah. he
2: tries to act mental and how it's, you can tell it's not true. But also... Because he's, like,
0: completely normal before they come in the yeah, room. Yeah, and
2: then he's like, it's the voices. <laughs> <laughs> like looking around the room but the thing is the thing is these people think insanity play i'll just end up in a hospital for a bit. yeah whatever. but it's like no you're no, gonna go you to a psychiatric ward for the rest of your life and you
0: will be like locked up and yeah, tested on and yeah.
2: yeah don't even like you're so stupid anyway so um, this Jim can't swim which is a really good channel
1: eleanor neil
2: eleanor neil is good for true crime but also there's this channel called true crime loser (laughs) who's this dude who like sits in his room and instead of showing you like the interrogation or like this or like the fact like you know clips or whatever it's him describing what happens in the interrogations but he's a comedian so it's really funny oh right okay so he like all the famous like the well-known interrogations like stephanie lazarus or like stephen mcdaniels who's the guy who just sits there like this and he's like yes (laughs) no and they're like Stephen you weren't like this before we started interrogating you he's like yes exactly (laughs) yes exactly but you should watch it because he like tells you what happens but he, he the way he tells you is really funny and entertaining okay what was that one True Crime Loser
0: True Crime Loser okay
2: he goes hello everybody and welcome back to True Crime Loser and I'm like Yeah, and Ben's like, oh, you're on a true crime loser kick again. (laughs) That
0: reminds me of um, Transformations with James St. James, when he's like, welcome to my face. I am James St. James, and this... It's transformations. Do
2: you ever, like, get into a kick of watching something and your boyfriend will be like, oh, you're on this again?
0: Yeah, 100%. I'll
2: go for my true crime laser phase.
0: Do you um listen to Trixie and Katia's podcast, The Bold and the Beautiful?
2: I have done. I don't keep up with it, but they've just started recording it, like, visually, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. Which is what we should do. 100%.
0: Um, but whenever they have an advert on their podcast... Katya reads it in like this <laughs> spooky voice and she's like have you ever had Chronic illness and pain? <laughs> or Do you suffer from anxiety and depression? <laughs> well, BetterHelp is the service for you. I
2: heard BetterHelp. She does this whole,
0: she does this whole like scary voice for every advert. That's she, interesting.
2: They though. get
0: like a manscaped sponsor, and she will be like, "Manscaped can help you shave your balls." And Good. it's like, oh my god, ads
2: are so boring.
0: It's yeah, but it's like, come on now, you don't, I don't need, I don't need that in my life. All right, um but that that was our true crime off. Ding ding yeah. ding. Only one shall win.
2: We shall see who wins. We, it's only fair. We let the viewers, the Absolutely. listeners. So because we're both biased to our own case.
0: Listeners, go over to the So True Bestie Pod Twitter account. Find the poll. Vote on it. Also, why not
2: another recommendation for a true crime podcast, which is uh which is on YouTube. I too. could murder a podcast. I could murder a podcast. Go and watch that because it's on YouTube. It's like. You know, it's not just the audio. They record themselves as well. And there's, like, cool animations and, like, loads of, like, pictures and stuff. So, yeah, go and watch that because I've, like, been marathon in that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
2: they do some really cool cases.
0: Cool beans. Cool beans. Um, one last thing that I wanted to mention earlier. One last time. Um, she just... was in Camelton. No.
2: Relax, have a drink with me.
0: Finished? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just This is just completely unrelated to anything we've spoke about so far. And I told Adam about it earlier today, but um, this week while I was at work, the girl who's been training me, Lucy, I said to her, um, "When you were interviewing for the job for my for my job, what what sorts of people did you did you have? Yeah. Like what, who else did you interview?" I was like, "I don't want to know names yeah. and addresses or whatever. I just want to know like the types of people that you were seeing." And she said, "Well, is this
2: a thing you had noted down? Yeah. Okay. It was just
0: it was just something that I wanted to bring yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, but she was like, we had one girl. Uh, she pulled into the, the the company car park in an A class Mercedes.
2: Beep, beep, is that my Bessie in a test
0: <laughs> She pulled up in an A class Mercedes. Had really long like acrylics, like that was me. And she was she was <laughs> oh I need to optimize my PC. Um." and they were they were they interv- they took her into the office and they interviewed her and they said to her sort of um so at your, how come you're not how come you're looking for a new work what happened at your old place sort of thing she said um something to the effect of oh well i didn't like the job role so i just quit not a
2: good thing to say not a good do. thing to say in an interview not if you're trying to learn the, uh, climb the capitalist ladder
0: exactly and then they interviewed another girl who apparently was so petrified Throughout the oh. whole interview that she was shaking.
2: Maybe she just doesn't
0: do interviews well. So like they would they would ask her a question and she would be like oh, 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 <laughs> And just like her hand would be going like I don't oh. mean to laugh, it's just the way you're doing yeah. it. It's like you would but that, that's the way that she did it to me in the office. She was like we would say, "I'm um, so what's like tell us a bit about yourself and she would like raise her hand to like move her hair and her hand would be going, she'd be like, that,
2: like oh, oh, that, that <laughs>
0: So sad. We've but, um, just had
2: two new lads at work, and they're both seventeen. Why? Are, I mean, I know this is a retail job. We're old, but we're so old. My bestie at work, Tom, one years younger than me.
0: Yeah, is he coming to your barbecue tomorrow?
2: No, I'm not going to invite a sixteen-year-old to a barbecue. I asked for his number because I asked him to swap a shift with me, and I was like, I'm not grooming you. Just, <laughs> just disclaimer. You
1: know, just letting me
2: know. Right a now. disclaimer. But whenever I see him, I'm like, hi, Bessie. He came up to me the other day, and he. Well, is I he is he a,
0: is he a subscriber of the pod? If not,
1: why not? No,
2: because I think he thinks I'm a bit of a boomer, so I don't try and like embarrass myself <laughs> like that and be like, Well this we is are is a podcast, Tom." But he came up to me yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday we were both on shift together, and I went up to him and I was like, "Are oh, you all right?" And he was like, "I think I'm gonna cry." I was like, "What?" Oh my gosh! He's only this, this tiny little sixteen-year-old lad. Like he's quite like not short, but like he's just is he not very thick? tall, and he's like thin.
0: Is he built different?
2: He's just built wispy. <laughs> wispy. And, uh, he I said to him, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I think I'm gonna cry." I was like, "Why?" He was like, I'm worried, a panic ab- "I'm worried. about my GCSE results." Whoa. That's what he said to me. Oh no! And you know what? GCSEs aren't A B C D anymore. It's numbers now.
0: Yeah, I fully am aware.
2: I was like, I'm pretty sure he's predicted all like the equivalent of what an A <sighs>
0: is. Remember being worried about GCSEs? We took our GCSEs like nine or ten years ago.
2: Literally. Think about that. Yeah, he's We're nine old. years younger. Yeah, we are old people. And the, it was A B C D. Now it's like one two three four five six seven whatever. Yeah. But it, I'm pretty sure he's uh, predicted to whatever the equivalent of an A is nowadays. So I'm, I was like, you'll be fine. I think he just he's just hard on himself. But yeah. I was like, you
0: should also say to him from I'm the perspective lit- of a 25 year old GCSEs ain't shit.
2: Literally, he's <laughs> going. To, I think he's going to sixth form. I was like, I'm literally doing my masters three years later than they I should They have be. to do
0: sixth form now, don't they? Do I, think if, I think no, I think it
2: was college or six Yeah,
0: they have. To, I think they have to stay in education till they're yeah, eighteen. Yeah, I
2: think he's doing six form yeah. rather than college. But I was just like, you'll Mad be lad.
0: fine. You will be fine, and in nine years' time, get back to me. you'll still be working here. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> in your re- in your not in your eight hours a week retail job.
2: Eight hours. I okay, folding in t-shirts, hours. telling people to put a mask on. T-shirts. Someone call, I know this podcast is going so long, but let me just say, how long are we now?
0: One minute. One hour, 48 minutes. Love
2: that for us. Someone <laughs> coming the other day, and because it's COVID at the moment, basically... Is all, it? At the moment, <laughs> currently. We all swap round every hour our positions, like tail, front men's, back men's, front women's, yeah. back women's, uh, fitting room, front. And if you're on the front, you have to like only let 30 people in at once, so sometimes there's a queue. Yeah. And you have to tell people to sanitise and wear a mask fair enough if if like you know they're not exempt
0: which who is exempt Um, nobody
2: sometimes i really think people get those like exempt lanyards like off ebay and they aren't really exempt Uh, fully i fully believe there's
0: been there's been like disabled people on tiktok being like i'm actually disabled and this this like the the green lanyard with the sunflowers on it helps me be identified as, as someone who needs help.
2: Yeah, but these people are just like taking them off full advantage and being like, of it. Yeah. I don't need to wear a mask. But anyway, we have to tell them about all the deals and tell them that, like the, the layout of the store and the fitting rooms are open. So there's a lot of information we give you on the front door. Yeah, we basically like when you get in the shop, we're like sanitizer. This is a deal. This is the layout. This is the fitting room. Whatever.
0: What are the deals at the moment?
2: Two pairs of jeans for one oh five. Three for one forty five.
0: Well, that's a good deal.
2: So yeah. And if you sign if you s over ninety nine pounds, if you sign up to the reward scheme you'll get five pounds off. I just know I five at.
0: pound, is that it?
2: Well, for signing up to a reward scheme, I think that's quite good if you get a It's boost time card. for me
0: to escape to the one place that hasn't been ruined <laughs> by capitalism. SPACE,
2: space. <laughs> No, honestly, if you sign up for a boost card you don't get five pounds off, so it's alright. Okay. But anyway, this man come in the other day and I was like, Hi, can you sanitize for me? And he went, What? And I thought he couldn't like hear Like he'd never me.
0: heard of sanitizer. I
2: thought he didn't hear me. Because I have a mask on, obviously. So I was like, oh, sorry, can I just get you to sanitise? Pointing at the bottle of sanitizer, He was like, look, give me such a dirty look. And I went, Sanit- like, sanitise your hands? Because I, I just thought he wasn't understanding yeah. me. And he went, I've already sanitised my hands in about three or four shots.
0: And I was like, and you're going to do it in this one as well, Leonard?
2: I just went, oh, OK, and let him walk off because men intimidate me. But <sighs> also... It's my fucking job. Don't give me a nasty look and a horrible. How dare you ask me? I. That's the thing. I. uh, If a secret shopper comes in and I don't ask them to sanitize, we file our secret shopper. Exactly,
0: (laughs) exactly. But it's also like yes, exactly. That's why I couldn't do retail face to face with the general public because I've gotten zero patience for things like that. If I was if I was being paid national living wage to stand on a, door and on tell a doorway mask on. telling hundreds of people can you put your mask on yeah. sanitise your hands yeah. I'd be like I don't want to be here either but it's my job to literally tell you to sanitise yeah. your hands so just sanitise you your hands today? and walk around the shop for five minutes yeah. you're not going to buy anything anyway you're just going to walk around the shop touch everything yeah. and then Leave. walk out Yeah. So the least you could do for me, if you're not not going to buy anything, the least you could do is sanitise your fucking hands.
2: This lady today, I said, can you sanitise for. Because when people come in, they go, hi, can I just ask you to sanitise for me? I'm not like, sanitise your hands. I'm very polite. But this lady was like, no, it irritates my hands. Well, do you know what? Covid will irritate your whole body for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, anyway. <laughs> also, this kid today, we have a box of free masks, like the disposable ones, yeah. in case anyone needs a mask. And this kid was like taking one and then like pulling the elastic so it like ripped apart. And then he's like, Can I have another mask? I'm like, I will, no. I will kill you i'll be like no i hope you catch i cold. found he's used masks left on top of like a pile of clothes so he's you breathed in masks he's just left
0: covered in covid
2: i'm literally like i really don't mind retail that much but there's some people that just make like make you hate humanity yeah
1: hundred percent i get
2: into true crime and i hear all this horrible stuff and i'm fine but i go into work and someone like refuses to sanitize their hand and i'm like we're all doomed <laughs> everyone just please be kind to retail Uh, workers. yes
0: absolutely be kind to retail workers um sanitize your hands wear a mask be respectful of other people out in the world because covid is not over and it's not going to be over and
2: if you have an intolerance to hand sanitizer you don't have to you don't have to shout (laughs) yeah
0: if you if
2: oh sorry i haven't you don't have to be like
0: no if (laughs) you if you if Hand san. If you can't sanitize your hands and it's that much of an issue, where like mm-hmm. you put it on and your skin starts bubbling,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then wear like disposable gloves or something.
2: And if you don't like shop hand sanitizer, which is kind of shit, like it's not, it's not. That I it hate. Work, it's just, it just smells bad or whatever. Or just if you bring d- your own,
0: exactly. You carry your if, own.
2: If people are coming, in, it's like, can I use my? Yeah, great. Use your own. Yeah. It's just the people who are just rude
0: Mark. yeah trust i i hate some because sometimes you walk into a shop namely primark and you use their sanitizer and it's like sticky it's like yeah, glue it's yeah. horrible
2: i know that you can get like i've got like one that smells like um you know like the ones that smell like sweets yeah, like strawberry laces. Yeah, I've got that. Just, yeah. just, just get buy some hand, sanitizer sanitizer.
0: hand sanitizer if you, you know.
2: I said sand sanitizer.
0: Anyway, some people are losers. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't sanitize or wear a mask. Is Anyone a loser.
2: who's rude to retail workers, unless they're rude to you first, you're. You need to like figure yourself. Out. <laughs> yeah, give your head a wobble. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but Jodie Carvel, I've loved. Uh true crime off. Me today. too.
2: We should do it again some point if Definitely. people enjoy it.
0: Um, but I will see you tomorrow at your barbecue. <gasps>
2: yeah, I'm excited. It's outside, guys. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, we're... I mean
2: we're both sitting here together <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, but you're we're in each other's support bubble. Joe
2: just got vaccinated. I
0: did. I had my first jab yesterday.
2: Uh, mine's booked in,
0: and my arm all day has been feeling like like it's just been really heavy. Okay. I'll go to like. I'm kind
2: it. of worried. Like, I'm definitely getting the vaccine, but I'm sort of worried about like people say they feel a bit rough the day after.
0: Yeah, I mean the most of the sort of quote unquote horror stories that I've heard about post vaccination life are like. My mum had her first jab, and then she spent the next day in bed, like really unwell, and then the day after she was absolutely fine, back to work, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. My dad had his first jab. Um. And he said he was he was fine. He went back to work completely normal. But then out of nowhere, like he was um, leaving work for the day, and he just got like intensely cold. Mm-hmm. He said he, he just felt like he started shaking. He was shivering and like he said he just felt f- like freezing cold. Mm-hmm. And then he went home. Went went to bed. Slept for a few hours. Woke up and was fine. Yeah. But I mean, me and me and Adam both had as our, our, our first jab yesterday. Um, and today the biggest issue we've had is it just feels like we've been punched in the arm yeah and i've been through that because we all all because i punch in the arm all the time we
2: had cervical jabs at school yeah and our arms would hurt and all the boys would punch you in the arm because they were like oh (laughs) um but all that's like side effects are worth it to avoid covid i mean you get long covid and then you're fucked exactly Nothing's better than a long COVID. We always do this where we say we're going to end things, but I also thought it was interesting what you posted on your Instagram story about our age group being like. They said, "Okay, twenty-five and up, you can have your jab now." Because so many people. Because on
0: Good Morning Britain, the they were spouting some shit that was like, "Well, according to a recent survey, like a high percentage of young people have claimed that they they won't get the vaccine and blah blah blah," and it's like.
2: If you look at the stuff And it's like, if you
0: look at the statistics, yeah. it's like, we've just been waiting to get the offer. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. But now that... And it was like, the day it was open to 25 to 29-year-olds...
2: Yeah, where we both booked it on yeah, the day, didn't the, we? the day
0: it was open to our age group, they that was like the most ever bookings in yeah. a single day.
2: Which makes me really happy.
0: Absolutely. That's but, what and, makes
2: me think that they should have let us do it first. Well, I... I, I ha- <laughs>
0: truly because then if the other people are going to piss
2: about and half of them not get it we could have been like Herd immunising exactly. from the start. So we've
0: been waiting for Doris, who's ninety six, to have both of her jabs. Yeah. Despite the fact that in two years' time she'll be dead anyway. Yeah. So what's the point? <laughs> Vaccinate us first. Give us both of our doses, and then yeah. everything can open up sooner.
2: I was if if it wasn't going to open to our age group anytime soon, I was literally going to. Apparently, if you go to a, a vaccination centre at the end of the day, they've got leftovers. Well, they'll give you the jab. When
0: we. My appointment for the vaccinate for my first jab yesterday was at half past 5. I booked Adams for a little bit later because I wasn't sure what time he would get home from work. Um but I I um I walked into town, went to the gym for like 20 minutes just to kill some time, and then I walked to the vaccination center and there was no queue. There was no they were just like you could just walk straight in. They would like take your name and your mm-hmm. NHS number or whatever. And then I don't know my NHS I, I, number. I I texted Adam. I was like you should just come to the vaccination center now. Yeah. i was like there's literally no queue there's nobody here yeah and he, he got dressed and he came straight down yeah. despite the fact that he was like two hours early yeah so you, you literally you, you can just turn up but even if you're at not most in the places. age
2: bracket like if you're younger than 25 i've i've heard that if you turn up to a vaccination center at the end of the day they will they have to use yeah the because they can't they, they can't refreeze yeah. it yeah so if they've got some left over i think they will give it to you yeah i don't know what happens with the second jab then but
0: and uh, but the 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 nurse who gave me my uh, my jab, she, her name was Elizabeth, and she was really nice. Not Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> that's where we should end it. Yeah. Eliz- uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Nurse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we said hi to Brett, didn't we? Yeah. Hi. Hi again, you Go to you Go
0: to the, <laughs> the Twitter. Uh, vote on the poll. Yeah, that's uh,
2: so true. Bestie, pod is the Twitter. We will see you gone. And We still need to post a picture of Joe in the hoodie. Yeah.
0: Trust. We'll do that right now.
2: Okay. Okay. We should definitely do okay. that one now. Okay. Okay. Love you guys. Love,
1: Love you, you. Goodbye.
2: Yes,
0: exactly.
1: L- the person's <laughs> name, like the person's name, is Cliff. Their books.
0: <laughs> Their books. I've read them.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>